nasty, wild, diabolical, crazy shit? Or does it open you up to a different way of thinking that allows compassion and goodness in, and it erodes what was there before? So you, you started off thinking, I'm gonna meditate to become the best criminal this world's ever seen. There's just, there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. And we ran down and pop, pop, pop. Now we're running. Right. So, welcome to the Any Last Words pod. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. Please do not forget to follow us at ALWPod on Instagram, the God of Me honors the God in each and every one of you. So I got extra, Mikey's here today. I got extra open-minded today just to come in for this podcast because usually my sauna day is on Saturday. Okay. I chose to do it today okay. and like clear my mind because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen here today because <laughs> clearly we have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, but, but before we get to that, I do want you to speak about this, this, because I think it's, it's pretty genius. I want you to speak about this music take that you have. Because it's a very good way of looking at it. Oh, you're talking the, about the music like, take that you brought up the other day, the way that you've been consuming okay. music and like looking at it. But before we do that, okay. I feel like it's a cop out to some degree because we just got done talking about someone that could be possibly super trash. That's okay. And so the thing is, at what point do we just have to say someone is trash at what oh, they we do? Can always people do be trash. Okay, a lot of people be trash. Okay, a majority. Okay, I'd probably say like eighty six percent. <laughs> 86. If you're thinking about all the music getting made yes. throughout like, all the, the humans. Yeah, you have to be trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's probably a lot of trash. Okay, okay. But trash, you know, be consumed by somebody. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yep. That type of thing. Yeah, I get Yeah, yep. that's very true. Yep. I never I never did get when Lil when Lil B did pop. I wasn't on that train. My. But it happened and I know it happened in a big way. I never understood it because it just I, I never understood it. I felt like, see, the reason that I've been held back from your perspective so far is because I felt like I was more of a purist mm-hmm. when it came to things. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were supposed to be documentaries exactly. to some degree. Exactly. I felt like it was always supposed to be you yes. giving yourself. And and so and I, I was a fucking idiot. So <laughs> with the side part of that take with how I say music is like math, I think that's why like people like me and you didn't really appreciate a digging a little beat like that because the math and the flow it wasn't like it was laying right in the beat and oh beat. right it, yeah. was, it was just more free form yeah like, like like geometrically it didn't make sense yeah it like, wasn't like locked in place yeah and i know that b prefer something that's more like right on beat yeah 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 right it makes sense but with him, that's why you more, like Young Thug so much. Yeah, we'll talk. About, we can talk about that if you yeah, want. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that man ever sees the light of day. Uh, all right, okay. I'll tell you what. Before let's cliffhanger. Before we get to your perspective on music and the way you've been looking at it, all right. talk to us because I feel like you have a better understanding about this than I do. That's for certain. All right. Talk to me. Tell me everything that you know about drill music. <laughs> Drill, from what I know, is that it what started in Chicago. Okay, Southside Chicago. I'm pretty sure I it think. started in Chicago. Right. And it's drill as in kill. Drill, kill. I, I think of the word kill when right. I hear the word drill. Like, I'm yes. going to drill you. Right. And it's just them rapping about what was going on around them. Right. And they just would get on the mic in their free time and talk about those things. A yeah. lot of that music, if you go break it down... They're saying names and streets and places. Right. They're talking about real events like, that 
real crimes, real events that took place out there, and that's why a lot of them, like, yeah, that did happen. Bobby, Bobby got a fat head. Yeah, 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 like real stuff. Like they're calling out people's names. Yep, yep. Look, two kids and them got one too. I got two, and then he got four. Like they'll just start telling you what happened in that music. And and so from what I'm, from what I've been hearing, because you know this is getting bigger. Like like news stations and stuff yeah. like that are picking it up. Like what? I heard I heard Trevor Noah talking about this the other day. Well, they are very late. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, they're going to be late. I think we got onto it not until, like, what, 2012? Well, yeah, I mean... And it was... That for, like, for us to hear the 2012, that's still, like, years after it was really already popping out there. Right, right, right. Like, when was whoever talking about Tuka Pack? When did that happen? That was about 2012, 2013. And that who was, was that? That was Rondo number nine. Yeah, okay. So, talking about hmm. smoking on Tuka Pack, which was an actual uh, human being. Man, yeah, he was, like, a, what, 14 years old? And he got killed at the bus stop. He was from one set. And, you know, the ops, his ops shot him, killed him. And to laugh at it, they would constantly say that they're smoking on him. Like, there's there's, right. there's smoking. What they put out is his little version of weed. Right. So it's like, yeah, your man's dead. We smoking on him. And we smoking on him. Yeah. So, 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 it's, so it's, it's, so this, again, so the, the, the way that I'm hearing it is that this is, this is gang activity. And it's usually, yeah. this, this, like you said, this set versus that set. Yep. Except once we kill you. We're going to make a song about it, tell yep. you exactly how it went down. Yep. And then clearly there's going to be retaliation, not just on a song, but also yep. more in the streets. Yep. There's a very, very, very detailed, in-depth YouTube, like little documentary. And I'm pretty sure whoever put this documentary out is somebody that lives within the same apartment complex. Might have even put in the same work, a.k.a. might be one of them. Because the voice is, like, distorted the whole time. Oh, one of those. And the names that they're listed in this documentary are, like, you don't get this from, the, like, most of the songs. They had tweets mm. from back in 13, 2014 that small tweets, not viral tweets, just people they had to have been following them at the time. It's called, like, the story of the Get Back Gang. It's, it goes super in-depth for anybody that wants to peep what I'm talking about right now. See, see this was, see, so back in the day... People sold drugs and possibly killed people. Yeah. And then they got a rap deal. And then they became business moguls. Yeah. Right? Uh, so what? What? what's happening? I mean, they, that's what they're still doing. They, no. No, I'm saying like... No. You mean like they... No, they're they, going to jail and they're, they're dying. You mean they're changed, they, they changed their ways and... Did something different? Yeah. No, they, they, they're, they're still, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not some of those people from like the 80s yeah. and 90s that didn't continue to stay in the streets, but I yeah. feel like people did that, did the music to get out. Yeah. But it feels like today that's oh, not the yeah, case. Oh yeah, because the getting out isn't wasn't glorified. Staying in is what's what's quote unquote selling. It's what people want to hear. So they stay in those areas. They're still very local and very like accessible. That's why a lot of them end up getting killed. All right, now go ahead and talk to you because all right, we're gonna get further into this. Talk, tell us about your music consumption and how. And one, how did it get to be this way? Too. Uh, how did it get so? Basically, I think of music and each artist the way I look at like movies and either that um, actor's series of movies or like a director's series of movies or even like a character in a movie series. Mm. So for somebody like Drake, to me. Drake is like a very specific, well-crafted character that Aubrey himself 
created because we know he was a beast at acting, right? I don't know if he was a beast. Well, I, I, I mean, beast. I don't know. Be, we, hold, hold on. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Yeah, beast. <laughs> well, not, no, well, no, 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 no. We're Drake, not going to do this. If he's playing Drake. Oh, then he then this may be one of the best roles of all. Like, one of the most consistent roles. Got everybody hooked. Yeah. But, well, no, but at some point you okay, become the a, role. Not a beast on, on like, screen yes yeah of a beast in the in i the didn't years. watch degrassi that much but i do remember yeah. some of the scenes like yeah. when he got shot and got put in the wheelchair <laughs> and like i mean again i don't know if he was a beast but uh, he was yeah. there so, it was cool so i really believe that like, drake is like a like a persona of his yeah of aubrey's and he's been rocking with this and killing it you know the way he talks about his lifestyle the women on both sides how he's playing and he's simping and He's right, just falling yeah, yeah, yeah. on everybody, and he can do this, but I still care. Playing and simping, that's funny. So, so everybody's very interested in like his lifestyle. That's what Drake himself is with selling it. Yeah, so it's like a movie series, mm. but it's to me, it's like it's a movie. It's right. not like a documentary. It's not like a, based on true events. It's, right. It's like he sat down and wrote this character out. And mm. So this is how we gonna do this? Okay. And he's a likable person, so everybody in the industry likes him. Yeah. And it sells. Okay. Somebody like Future, on the other hand, I see it more as like Snowfall or uh, The Wire. Okay. To where it's loosely based on true events because we know where he lived and where he grew up and some of his family was involved in certain things. But him himself, I know damn well he's not out here doing exactly what he's saying he's doing anymore. And he tells us that in interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially a lot with like the drug use. Like he doesn't even look like a drug addict. Right. He don't look like somebody who's take drinking lean all day or he's popping pills. He doesn't look like that. Right. You can look at him and tell he's a very aware person. <laughs> I smoke a little weed, but he's right. not out here falling asleep on live like other rappers are. Or yeah. ODing, having seizures. Right, right. But it sounds good. And along with this, they're also really good at their craft. So they had to find that character to kind of craft their their projects after. Right. To lay out each. Yeah, each yeah, that next, makes sense. Yeah, because he's talked about that too, how he has each um, album planned like years in advance. And it's like, oh, he had the future Hendrix. He had, uh, what was the other one? Like the more lovey-dovey, singy ones. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know, and but to, I know what you're talking me, about. To me, that, I mean, I might be wrong, but that's what it sounds like he wants to do. Cause that's when that that you can feel more in that and hear that in it than when he's just rapping and flipping bars. And I think rapping and flipping bars is what sells more. Mm-hmm. So he leans into that, make his money, hit the shows. You know. Oh, you think the lovey dovey stuff doesn't sell as much? I don't think it sells as much. Oh, really? That's funny. Cause I thought yeah. is is like if you can get to the ladies, I thought yeah. that, that was always what it might. But was. but he but he plays those two sides of the coin like very like you know he's definitely out here on some toxic shit yeah for sure definitely out here on some fuck them bitches shit yeah. all that but then like he'll flip it and even in the same song be simping yeah but it, and that and that is up. that is how you play it well whether you're drake or your future if you sing and women do it as it's well both. if you sing about being toxic then it, it can it can work yeah like if you sing about being toxic and there's something that's sort of like hopeful and sad yeah. about it like this is just the way I am. Like, I don't yeah. want to be this way necessarily, but yeah. this is what I'm doing. Then there's something in that. Cause I feel like a lot of people want to try to fix people. And if the, so you're singing it to them, then they're kind of like, damn, like, okay. Exactly. Like he's not really a bad right? guy. So he, on this last one, he's mixed up a lot of that. 
throughout the whole album. Yeah. And it's like I, I, I got to hear it way more clearly and that's that might be when it really kicked in of how I started really looking at music. Yeah. Because I remember on the last time I was here I was talking about one of the most evil bars that I heard him say was yeah, I, I ride for my niggas, but I lie to my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but then he got a whole song out. And he's singing. You, you talking about you falling out of love? And he's yeah, he's playing that side. So right, he's yeah, yeah. That's very, that's very true. Well, I mean, it could also just be moment. See, this is see, this is where this makes sense. It's because it's I talk about being a purist, but that's only if you define being a purist as something that's very narrow, which mm-hmm. would be that they have to tell their own unique, actual, experiential reality, mm-hmm. as opposed to it just being what any expression of art that they could come up with. Yep. Like, whatever it is. Like, people don't yep. give... I mean, well, some people give Jordan or Lucas a, big, a hard time because he just does all these, like, yeah. perspective bits yeah. where it's, like, never really about him. Yeah. It's just... The I'm not racist thing and the whatever the fuck else he yeah. comes up with, where he's just he he just did like a Kanye joint where he's like rapping as Kanye or something like that, or from the perspective <laughs> of Kanye. There's like a, a bunch of these different things that he does, and some people probably want to hear something from the artist, like yeah, but who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you have to give? But then it's at the same time, it's like if I can just give you a bunch of different perspectives, right? The fuck does it matter who I, I am? I think really at the heart of it, most of them want to give them them. But it doesn't pop the way that they want it to. Oh, so yeah. they lean back on what's popping. Mm. And they realize, oh, this is the kind of movie people want from me. Oh, they, right. don't, they don't want me to make these. Right. They want these kind of movies. Oh, yeah, I you guess, know? yeah, I guess that is the case. And it still comes with and it, Yeah, and, and, and... Gotta be nice, And too. why not? Yeah, yeah, that's very right. true. You still have to know what you're doing some way sonically. Yeah, because sonically, like, some of these guys, I, I listen to it, and I'm like, damn, they really found a pocket in that beat. So the beats per minute might be this. Yeah, and then they come in rapping like, and they just they lay it out perfectly. Remember those interviews with Michael Jackson, where he would just bust out in a beatbox. <laughs> no, and, you were watching many much more Michael bro, Jackson than I was. Never seen. I never saw Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson will, just start beatboxing. He will bust out in a beatbox, <laughs> and then they'll throw the, the actual beat that he made, and it sounds just like a beatbox. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's an alien, bro. Like, how did he? How did he throw? What do you mean? How did he? He was getting his ass whooped as a kid. <laughs> But that kid, you had to what you, you think that can make you nice like that yes can, getting your ass whooped maybe do I think that constant shock can get you yeah like if 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 I, there are definitely experiments yeah. done where people have to try to answer a question correctly and if not <laughs> they get shocked you start you start thinking about what yeah. it is that's about to come out of your Lord. mouth next if you're gonna get shocked if the answer maybe, is incorrect maybe he knew that Mike was gonna be nice. And he was like, "No, we're gonna bring all of this out of you." Like, yeah, I think I think that there's something to that. Uh, yeah. I, I talked about this in um when I was talking about Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers is mm-hmm. that there's a self fulfilling prophecy that they've talked about where you start yeah. off with something that is incorrect, but because of the amount of resources you give to it, you fulfill that incorrect prophecy, which now makes yeah. it a fulfill a self fulfilling prophecy, which is. Venus and Serena Williams, they're going to be great. Like, yeah, they're going to be great if you ha- if you have them and breed them to be that way. They weren't necessarily yeah. just going to be that way, but he he they made them yeah. for that. Yeah, that's what that that's why they birthed them. 
And they and he had him out there as soon as he possibly could with rackets on them fucking courts. And so then it's like, nah, I got two stars on my hands. So you keep him out yeah. all day, all night. You have him sitting there watching tape all day, all night. And then they become Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah. Told y'all I had a couple of stars. Well, nigga, you yeah, ma- you yeah. made them. So yeah. I think it's the I think ultimate, it's, like it's the same thing. From they were trained, they were yeah. they won. Like they, they imagine won. because a lot of times, yes, there, there there's DNA, there's genetic like makeup that comes into this. That's oh, a yeah. huge factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I have you, can you imagine the amount of hours that they've played tennis, dog? Like if they you do something, tennis more hours than they haven't played tennis. That's something what, like bro. That. So, it's probably something like that, yeah. which is even crazy to even. Just the fact that that could even be close, is crazy. Yeah, like that's insane. So that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, like having a racket in your hand like that is when, like musicians talk about a saxophone or a drumstick or mm-hmm. something like that being a, another appendage. Mm-hmm. This is just like my hand. Mm-hmm. Like you just have a hand and a foot. Like no, when I put these drumsticks in my hand, it's just it's the same exact. Yeah. Like I know exactly how to feel this out and how to fucking beat this drum. So I guess when they were younger, I mean, he knew that he wanted them to do that. Yeah. He had to have seen something in them, too, to be like, yep, that's my confirmation that they can do this. Probably. I know they're a little bit better than what I'm seeing out here. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it like me. Nobody else is going to train their daughters the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, so. You know, there's got to be something crazy about, but that's the thing. Joe Jackson, was he, was he, I don't know too much about that, but he, was he not kind of? Yeah. Kind of. There, there has to be something in you. I've always seen it depicted, yeah. In order to be like one of those types of winners, like top, like top tier at anything, yeah. you have to be about crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you, because you, you have to want it. It's not enough to just be talented because there are plenty of talented people that do everything that we know. And there could be way more talented than most of the people that we do know doing the thing at the highest level. And they're just right. at a village somewhere or just in the city beating on drums in the fucking subway or just nice. like in the middle of a gravel or dirt road somewhere singing their ass off and no one knows any of who these people are. Yeah. But you but you have to be placed in certain positions. You have to really want it and go after it. There's, there's, there's a ton of shit like that. You know how yeah. many people have talents and because the talent comes so easy to them, they're just like, nah, I don't care. Y'all, you've probably been seen, that to we've, some degree. We've like, seen that. We've like, all, yeah, we've, we've, we've all seen, seen that. Nah, but, I don't bro, care. You would just... Do that thing to the extreme, you would be like one of the best at that thing. But people would just be bored at how good they are at something. Like, yeah, eh, it doesn't matter. Like, that's what I think happened with the homie. Hmm. From high school. Okay. <laughs> Him and RJ used to have food fights. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I never knew that RJ used to have food fights. Yeah, they used to have food. Like, like, th- like throw food they, at each other? get to the crib, and they would just, they, the only them two. Oh, were yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was one of the best at football. I'm talking, like, 10th grade, getting letters from D1 schools already leading the region in tackles. Yeah. I, my theory has always been now that he hated football, and that's why he was so good at it. Because he was really good at defense. Yeah. So when you're out there, like you're not having a good time, you're mad at everything. I'm gonna be really good at defense. Mm. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just tear shit up. Mm. He hated practice. Couldn't, couldn't practice worth a fuck. Coaches couldn't deal with him because he didn't want to practice. Always arguing with everybody. But when mm. it came game time and he's getting sacks and then fumbles and you know causing a scene on defense, it was all good. 
But he quit that to walk right past practice and go over and be on the step team. He would walk he, mid-season. We'd be standing there at practice. Yeah, yo. He'd walk right past us like we didn't even exist. I'm talking like. He's so stupid and go over to step, step yeah, practice. Yes. It's just so funny. You, you, dropped that, you dropped that fact in there. He walked right past us and went straight to Bro, step practice. He went to a complete opposite like type of like sport. Like, not sp- well, like, no, not necessarily. You needed that footwork. He had yeah, the footwork down. But like no contact, no anger, like none of that. He went to go have fun because that's what he wanted to do. That, that's what he really wanted to do. Yeah. But he was way better. Better at football, but he didn't right. like football. Yeah, but him not liking football is what made him good at football. Huh? So like, yeah, that's weird. Because usually you think that like when you're good at something, that's kind of what you exceed at, and you just decide, yeah. well, I like being good at stuff. Yeah. So what you find yourself good at, you do that thing more. Yeah. But I guess that's not always it's not always the case. I, I know he had a lot of brothers growing up. Right. So I think that he was like. No, you're going to play football. Like, come on, play. Yeah. He didn't want to do none of that. Yeah. And that's why he ended up being one of the better ones because he hated being there. Oh, so he was just angry as hell. Yeah. So he was practice. like the water boy. He's like yeah. Adam Sandler, yes. water boy. Yeah. Except for water boy liked it. He liked football. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did like football. Just, yeah. yeah. But he was also angry at an aspect of his life, which is the yeah. fact that everybody always made fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just tearing people's heads off out there. Yeah. Damn, man. Uh-huh. Damn, that's crazy. All right. Well, again, I, I mean, I really do like this perspective, though, because it mm-hmm. really is just about expression of art. And I do think now that I'm really thinking about it, mm-hmm. is it it's mostly in hip hop where you box people in so much. And then it's supposed to be this one type of That's thing. That's the thing about it. But but when it goes into, you know, film and dance and mu- like all these other types of music, it's much freer. And people are allowed to do so much more. But then I guess we want to say, well, yeah. Why aren't you giving us like the real shit over here? It's like, nigga, you don't ask pop artists to do this. You don't ask, like, other, so many other people just do whatever they feel. Like, country stars, they'll just give you a story. You don't know yeah. if that's what they were doing. Like, you, they just give you a story. Yeah. They Jazz, like- blues, I mean, those are kind of real. Yeah. Those be kind of real. They yeah. kind of they kind of give it to you raw. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever, man. I'm just saying, like, that's, that's where that came from. If you, if you started yeah. playing. Like jazz and blues music, and it didn't come. That's that's see. That's when things get weird. When you try to when you try to come from a a, a, I don't know like a source of music where it's meant to come from from the heart, like emotion. Yeah, bring what you what you got packed in the brain and the heart. But then again, this is me doing it again because at the end of the day, just like we were just talking about comedy. Like if it if it makes you laugh, Mm -hmm. then it's comedy. People are going to do it as many different ways as there are people. Right. So if people like it, if people are playing some music or they're singing, whatever the fuck they're doing, and somebody, if some people like it, then they like it. Right. I guess that's what it comes down to. We don't understand a bunch of this, like, Smile. fine art. Like, when people, throw, like, splash some shit on a canvas Bro. and somebody pays $5 million <laughs> for it. Like, we don't understand that. But if someone looks at that canvas and they're like, you don't understand what that means to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not for everyone else to like. That's for me. So I'm going to purchase it. That's that's all that artists yeah. need because now they five million up. Yeah. So I guess I guess we just got to shut the fuck up and just let people do what the fuck they want to do at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's why, like, I that's look at it, it now. I'm just like, what is he trying to, like, do with this project? What is he trying to sell me right now? Like, Yeah. Like, what, what, like, what is the vibe? Yeah. yeah what's what, the vibe? What's the, what's the uh, angle he's coming from right yeah, now? Yeah. I and, guess. like, Kendrick. 
docu-series. That's probably why when you smoke weed, it's like you get into a zone where you just can easily yeah. absorb information. Yeah. Like I, like other people's art expression. Because all these things that you're doing to try to like formulate it in some weird structure that you've built through time, like all that shit fades and you're just like, you're just listening. Yeah, you just listen to it for exactly what it is and you're like, oh, I hear him now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hear him. I hear what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, like whatever this perspective is, whether this is what they live on a daily or not, like I'm yeah. just hearing the perspective. I'm just hearing whatever the instruments are played at this time. Like it's just that in this moment. Yeah. That's that's very true. And who's not to say that that maybe that this is stuff that they feel, but it's but if someone comes out with a with an EP or I don't you know, project of any sort that's like twelve songs long. Every one of those songs could just be like a different day. Like I felt this this one day. This other day I felt this. Or maybe just this verse I felt yeah. like that one day. And then this next verse on this same song that came from a different day that I was feeling. Like you just yeah, you and never it, know. So like, yeah, I just made a song like this. I was feeling like that that day. Damn, yeah. I guess when you really open yourself up, people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. I gotta stop hating. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to, man. No, no, it doesn't no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not I'm No, I'm being dead yeah. ass serious. Like you really you really have to just like fucking listen sometimes. That yeah, you really right. just have to fucking like open the your one mind. That and we've been trying to tell you, little baby. Him, I, yeah, yeah. I've, it's it's docu series ish because it, yeah, he's yeah. not really flipping a lot of bars, punchlines. He really just says sentences that happen to rhyme, and he's telling <laughs> you like right. either about his day or why he's going so hard about it now. Right, right. Like, I'm not going back to this. I'm not doing that no more. I'm uh, bringing everybody with me. On the offset with uh, J. Cole, the the pride or pride is the devil. On that joint, it's funny, and I, and I love the dichotomy here because you have J. Cole talking about pride is the devil and he's going through and he's just listing all these different ways that pride fuck you up in life and how it's got people on one side of the family not wanting to apologize to other, causing, you know, fissure, you know, uh, brokenness in the family. And, and, you know, the woman that won't allow the guy to be a part of his child's life and he's she's trying to get child support and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like all these different ways that pride fuck people up, wanting a bunch of Instagram followers or getting upset at somebody if they unfollow you, all this like weird shit. <laughs> and then on the very next verse, Lil Baby starts telling you about his pride and how it would hurt him to not fucking floss on you, <laughs> to not show you. Yeah how much he's got on him, how much money and jewelry he has on him, how much he spent to fuck this chick in a private jet. Like it would he says that. Like it would kill me not to not to show it. Exactly. You know, so it's so I love that dichotomy to just be like, this is what the song's about, but tell your truth on it. It's to do your thing. Exactly. You know, and just be like, this is listen, this is what place I'm this is the place that I'm at. I hear J. Cole's preaching all this other shit, but this is how I feel about it. He's another one to really watch because he's like I said, like docu series ish. Right. Like, I think you would really enjoy it if you if you listen real hard mm. to what he to what he's saying. Not on every okay. track, not yeah. on every single one. Right, right. Right. But there are certain ones, like when he talked about how like it's killing him that like he gets one of his boys out of jail, and another one goes back in. Mm. He's he's getting sick and tired of that, and he's like, "But I'm gonna do it because if I see you out there drowning in that water, I'm gonna jump in and save you. Like I'm I'm gonna try. Like that's just who I am. I'm not going. <sighs> I'm not going back to to him." He, He's one of the, the savior types, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah. Want, I want to, got to get him. Yeah. Got to get everybody right. Yeah, I can feel that because without it, you probably feel, especially coming from a place that it sounds like he came from, I don't know how you don't have survivor's guilt if, like, everybody yeah. 
you you were once with is now left behind and they're either in jail or they're dead or they're just yeah. still sitting on a stoop selling bags or whatever. Did you know how he started rapping? No. I don't know nothing well, about Lil Baby. Well, he's another one from Atlanta and Atlanta is a scene where a lot of the guys show love to each other. You know, a lot of them, that's why a lot of them came up with Gucci's blessing because he was like the first little father for all the rappers that they didn't really want in the studios because they were a little too street mm. for the studio. But Gucci, like, no, they with me. They, they good. That's that's how Young Thug kind of got put on because Thug always had a lot of guns with him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> with with Lil Baby, Lil Baby was getting money before rap and was just rapping kind of ish for fun. And Young Thug was like, bro, I'll pay you to just leave that shit alone and just be a rapper, please. Because you're good at it. Right. So he basically like paid him to stop fucking with that shit and be a rapper. Damn. Right? And then however many years later. The whole time. So now, so what type of years are Young Thug and Gunna and all the, the I mean, YSL guys looking at? At the, at the worst of it, they're looking at the long one. God. <laughs> Yo, might. getting like multiple life sentences uh, is crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. cr- some like someone looking at you and they're being like, you going two hundred seventeen years. You finna just be there till you go. But on the little bright side of it, it's a case that's not straight like a federal FBI case. It's through the state of Georgia. Okay. And normally, you know, uh, those cases are not as definite because if the FBI is coming, for, like the FBI arrest you with the jeans and the and the bulletproof vest on, don't have the uniform on, if they come and get you. That's it. Yeah. Hang it up. Ain't ain't no chance. They not losing. Mm-hmm. But when you know the state cops or the local police come get you, there could be some holes in the case. Even though they would have built it only for a while. But and these are mostly these are mostly what like <clears throat> like gun and but they're murder charges, correct? Like they're they're I like I think it's like he was like kind of aiding into murders, like yeah. Certain cars that maybe get um, rented, like just, just. Remember, remember back when I was doing that little segment on here, and I was talking about rap lyrics that get people in trouble. Yeah, and I read, and this was a fun song too, so keep that in mind. <laughs> right. But it was the joint with him and Nicki Minaj, and he, I forgot what the song was called, but he said, "I never killed anybody." But I got something to do with that body. <laughs> <laughs> Little age. And we know, like, they, somebody, they don't be lying. He's another That's one. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. Right? You can't, you shouldn't say. So how do you feel about them using, about them using lines to, like, in the court of law? Like, rap, mean, like rap lyrics in the court of law? It's such a weird area. It's hard, because it's like, unless somebody's... When it comes to this drill music, and they're saying, yeah, they, they, Lil they, Ronnie yeah, on wrong. 127th Street at yeah. 9 p.m., me and JoJo yeah. had the dang on us, <laughs> and we ran down, and pop, 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 now where's Ronnie? <laughs> right? So, so when he says that, and there's a guy named Ronnie that, guy that's, that's, that got hit, and he's no longer with us, do you think that as the judge and the prosecutors listen to his music, that they should be able to say, "Hey, I think he had whether he killed whether he killed somebody or not, he got something to do with that body." I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I was the judge, I'm going to listen to those songs. Because, okay, because not all of that is just make believe, just in your head, la la land. So I feel like they should definitely be thinking of that when you're in the studio, but I don't. That's another weird thing because you can use it without using it, right? Like if this is if this is 
because there's a jury involved, yep. correct? Yep. Right? So you can use it without using it. Because once once jury gets a hold of this, so yeah. you can like sort Just of put it. it out. That's why I always said they gotta be in this courthouse playing some of this music. All right, I got a exhibit A. But what it. I'm saying is, even if, even if that's not the case, if you if you couldn't use that, if they like outlawed that, yeah. and it's like this is you can't use it. It's an expression of art, like we're talking about yeah. right here. Who's to say that they're not just talking shit? That they're not yeah, just they coming could, off the top of the head with that. whatever. The beginning of the song say that. Right. So if that's the case, then you could just do like a leak. Like if you were the the prosecutor yeah. and the team of the prosecution, I would. Why would you not leak that to the jury? To in some way, just leak, just leak, yeah, get that information yeah, out so I'm they not, can listen to it. I wouldn't it. even say anything. I'll just play it. Just say. It. But, but what I'm saying is, if that's not allowed in the courtroom, <laughs> is what I'm saying. You can't just if the judge like turn that off, please. I'm coming through the parking lot. Playing that like, 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 <laughs> they're going to hear a couple of them bars. That's it. Oh man, some of them get it's so now. crazy, man. Like uh. They'd be on the track now saying, like, this is all props. This is, this is not real. And then yeah. they'll go ahead and rap um, just to protect themselves. Yeah, that's that's smart. Uh, you did, should do didn't that. Didn't Wayne say something hilarious like that? And uh, Didn't he say another one? No, I don't know what he said recently. I know he had a, I was a, he had a line a while ago that was like, yeah. something, something, no court, no case. Tell the, tell the coppers, ha, 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 you can't catch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about tell the coppers, ha, 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 saying no court, no case. Yeah. And then at some point in time, he had a court hearing, but yet the courthouse burned down. <laughs> like, you can't, like, these types of things are a little too close yeah. for comfort. I think that probably started happening, like, to the lawmakers. And they were like, no, we going to play these songs. <laughs> hey, even for other artists. Freak, freak man. <laughs> freak man who? Robert. Robert, oh Robert yes, Kelly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to some of them songs now, and I'm like, hold up, because I know people wanted to separate the art from the artist. But when he's on there telling you, see, but see, no, see, that's it. See, see, this is where shit gets sticky because now bad choice of words. But this is where shit gets sticky because you okay separate the artist from the art. So you say that. They're not really giving us themselves, right? With the, with this perspective yeah. on music that we're talking right. about today, they don't necessarily have to be giving us a docu series. Yeah, it could just be this is just me just talking. I'm just rapping because I know that y'all like it. I'm just singing about this because I know y'all like it. This ain't got nothing to do with me. I cannot believe in none of this shit I'm saying. These are all lies. <laughs> this is just for your entertainment. Period. You could yeah. do that. So. If that's the case, then why couldn't you still listen to those songs? Unless it's clearly based on just moral principle of I'm just not going to support this person because they're nasty. It's, it's because when the words match up real close to the yeah. accusations, yeah. my brain's not separating that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what you mean age just not just a number, bro? Or age ah. just a number? What do you mean mm. my mind is telling me no, but my body is oh, yeah. <laughs> telling That's crazy. me yeah? That's crazy. What and he you... killed that intro, too. <laughs> what? Right? And then I was... That's crazy. Because I remember one day we were listening to it. Um... So you just down to listen to I Can Believe I Can Fly. <laughs> That's 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 one that yeah. you can do that. Think about it every <laughs> and day. It might apply a lot now. <laughs> Am I gonna get in trouble for singing that song? <laughs> Probably, but it was on Space Jam. But uh, I, it was like not long after all this was breaking out. Somebody at 
the pub was trying to play it, like, what, 2019? Mm. And the dude was having that argument. And I was like, bro, listen to what he's saying right now. And then he started listening, and he was like, damn. And he was like, yeah, man, turn that one off. <laughs> oh. it, it was, yeah. Mm, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's something, it's something, well, I, I do think, just like um, Kendrick was saying, you know, I think about R. Kelly. I wonder if he wasn't molested, or if he yeah. wasn't molested, I wonder if life would fail him. So, you know, again, that's the, the, that's the side yeah. of the discussion that people don't like to have. But oh, I wonder what's up with wealthy people, like powerful people. Is it just something that happens? Like, could you see yourself, honestly, like, let, let's be, let's have this honest discussion. Okay, because I'm not going to, I'm not talking about trafficking people. Yeah. But I'm just saying, could you see yourself? Because I've gotten arrogant before, like I've gotten big-headed before, mm-hmm. I, and I've and I've recognized that myself, and had to have checked that about myself, and I have nothing to my name but these fucking microphones <laughs> and this laptop, right? So I just wonder if there if you gain a certain status and a certain amount of money, and you start hanging around people with certain status and certain money, where people just start to like rules. Because once you get a certain amount of money and status, you're away from rules. I know that sounds weird, yeah. but if you if you're going on a private island, or you're on a private jet, or a private boat, or just private property somewhere off in the high hills somewhere, it starts to seem like you. Have you been on a cruise before? No, not yet. It feels like there are no rules. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It just it feels like you're not within like the, the same grid the rules, that you once were. The rules are over there. That's in the mainland. We are we are we in here. the ocean. But we gonna do whatever happens out here. And it feel and people be getting down like that. This is what I was talking about when it came to that that uh, festival. Um, oh, the festival. You're talking about the old one, old Woodstock. Yeah, the, the, uh, where they were just shitting everywhere. Where they were like there. They were like, nah, ain't no rules out here. Yeah, same kind of concept. Yeah. They were, they were like, nah, man, we had Woodstock 99. Everything goes. <laughs> like, that's that sucks. That's kind of crazy to just feel like, yeah, like. <laughs> just one of them days. Just one of them days. I just feel like, so human beings, when we're, I guess it's really, like, really, because when they say boxing things in, it feels like when you're in boxes, that's how you feel. You're in an apartment. You're in a house. You're in a cubicle. You're at your job. You're in a car. You're actually in a gridlock system driving through the streets. Like, all of that are all these boxes and boundaries. So, you probably, you're constantly, like, bumping into boundaries. Staying in the system. Like, this social etiquette and all this sort of stuff. So, once you... You're not destructing... Disrupting. Yeah, what is that uh, law call when you um, disturb the peace? Yeah. Right, so making sure that you're not doing that. Yeah. But once you kind of... But once you get money and you're on an island or you're on a boat or you're in the fucking air in a jet, you're like, shit starts getting... That, I think I feel like shit starts getting different. That, and then there's enough people, like a whole colony of people ex- that live like that. Exactly. You start like, to get around those people who are kind of like, bro, what are you doing, man? You good? You yeah, come on. Like, you don't got to do that. Drop nobody, your pants, man. Ain't nobody going to say nothing out here. Light got, up. Yeah, man. I got somebody to take care of that. Like, I'm sure it goes down like that at those levels once you start going up. 
And then you kind of get lost in that. Oh, I want to see how weird and wild I can get. Yeah, like how weird and wild shit really. You can only imagine how nasty shit is. Bro. The trafficking, like I remember doing a report on this in like my public speaking Man. class. Like trafficking is, I think it's like the second largest worldwide crime. I believe it. Which is insane. Hands down. Do you remember that article I sent you guys a couple years ago? Was I think how you how you say his name? Sacha Boren or. Nah. He's the guy who made Borat, and he oh makes those oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 when he was filming that like uh, I think it's called not this is America but I forgot like, what it, it is. was like about America on HBO right docu series and he yeah. was dressing up as certain people yes I I saw him right? do an interview about that so he went and how dangerous somewhere it was in like Vegas and he was playing uh, the role of like some rich guy and he was asking the bellhop like yeah I need like a lawyer for take care of these little boys or something along those lines. And he ended up, the bellhop guy was like, oh, yeah, like, get that for you. Like, and he was kind of like, huh? Like, oh, yeah, we can we can find you some little boys out here. And he accidentally, like, uncovered some kind of nasty-ass world that he was not trying to get down in. Like, he thought he was pranky-pranky, but he actually found it. That's like me walking down the street, like, yo, man, I'm trying to buy me an AK. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got you. Come right on in here. And I'm like, oh, right. it was a prank. <laughs> it was a prank. It was a prank, though. No, I don't want that. But he ended up turning over all his footage to the FBI, and they kind of like, yeah, we'll take care of it. This is right around the time that like the Jeffrey Epstein shit was breaking out. Man, you can look it up. He accidentally uncovered like some kind of weird ring. That easy, bro. People, I swear, man. People love to think it's so wild. Like the idea of caste systems and like just that people love feeling like they're better than other people. It's so funny because yeah. we swear that we're just so civilized, man. Like as a as a as humanity in the, in 2022, in most places, people feel like we are civilized people, bro. But there is wild amounts of slavery. That's so that's so I don't crazy. Like, I don't like going to super fancy restaurants anymore. I think I said this because I don't like how the staff is like. Told to, to treat people who are customers there if like, like they're better than you. Like serve their every need. I can't get any conversation out of them. Yeah, they're just focused on making sure that I have my items and my food and my drinks. Yeah, like, I be wanting to like talk, but you could tell that they ain't got time to do none of that. Yeah, I did like one of those fancy restaurants in like DC, and that was like the last time I was like, I'm not, I'm not with this. It's yeah, too it, weird. Yeah, it, it can get weird because step down. They try to tell you to to be genuine. But there's so many other things that kind of get in the way of that. Like right. they, they're like contradictory I could, rules. I could tell that like they couldn't really be themselves. Right. And I was like, dang, this kind of sucks. And, yeah. And they're like, no. hello, sir. And I was like, man, damn, I don't really like this. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It, I know it's weird, but some people really love that like shit. that. They love that shit. Some people, but and that's weird too. That some people want to be treated that way. Like some people go to those places specifically to be treated like they're better than. I'm spending this money. I need to be treated like they yeah. want to be treated as if they are VIP. Like I should be treated like I am elite. Like yeah. I am better than you. Some people really have that sort of energy. Because that's what they really feel in their heart. Like that's what they believe. Like I'm better than all these people. Serve me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Serve me. Yeah, my shit's my shit's not like even to the smallest part of what I want to send it back. Give me something else. I'm complaining like that's. It is wild because I'll look around where I work and it's just gorgeous. And when you see someone like fed up or they're upset, 
I'm looking at him like, wow, yeah, your perspective is completely fucked. <laughs> but yeah, I just be looking around like, yo, yo, your perspective is completely fucked. Like you really, like you're in one of the most be- one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. That's for damn certain. Now I don't know what they've seen. Maybe to them, this ain't. It's like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Which is wild to think that. Yeah. Because it's 370 acres of just bliss. Yeah. Fucking horses walking around and people ziplining and beautiful trees. Everything's manicured and people out with their dogs running around playing cornhole, frisbee, botcher ball, all this other shit. Because that could be, I guess. Throwing axes, shooting arrows. Could be the backup to them. Yeah, that, yeah. Could, that could be the back. That's very part. true. Couldn't go to the islands. Gotta go to fucking Salamander. <laughs> yeah, for real. Respect, yeah. respect. I like that. Yeah, man. That's yeah. No, that's crazy. I, I so so you feel like so you feel like you could end up being an asshole like if you were giving too much money. I don't think I'd be an asshole. I think I'd just be destructive for no reason. <laughs> like if that the worst that I would do is just like. Have fun like crashing cars. I don't know. Yo. But not like not like on the street. Like <laughs> I'm like, what are you like, doing? I would pay to go like let me go crash this car. I want to go pay and crash a car. Like, oh, okay. I would just be like, um Like you'd be the crash test dummy? I'd be constructively destructive. <laughs> like, I would set up things where I can just go destroy them. So you could things. go destroy them. Yeah. Okay. I, that's probably the craziest I'd probably get. Okay. Would you now if you were smart? You create a place where they, they have those. Well, I've heard about this. It's sort of like escape rooms, yeah. but not you like just you go just go in there with a sledgehammer. Or... Just break things. They they set up like old. You TVs clearly have computers. to do like sign a waiver because somebody go in there. And... <laughs> that hammer head come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they just don't know how to handle something, and they fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. definitely got to sign a waiver. Yeah, they're called. Like, where are these places at? You just go around cities. and break and just break shit. I remember there was one in Dallas, and I thought we were gonna go. We didn't end up going. There's probably one in like. I need to know how cities. much money it is. It was a little bit more than the expensive side, if I can remember. How much money it takes? Oh, because you're. Pay- that's very true. And because- there's all like electro- all the electronics you're breaking, and then somebody has to clean it up. How much money are they purchasing? It must be broken electronics, because you're not. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. It uh, has to be just like junkyard electronics, TVs, yeah, VCRs, yeah. old VCRs, DVD players. Just going there to smash stuff up. Man, that must feel great for people, right? That must feel great. I, I don't know if that's like what I need to do. I don't, uh, yeah. I, you know, but but I, I could imagine can that imagine. that would be great for people. You can just get in there and just break some shit and it's not causing any problems. So you would just open up like a, a huge sort of amusement park type of thing. Well, not as large as amusement park, but maybe like a fair type center. Like a, like a derby. Derby. Like a derby land. And just run around. Yeah. Like like Mario Mario Kart style, where mm. maybe like the cars have spikes and stuff on them, you can just run them into stuff that, and sh- shred that stuff. Might, that might get a little. Might get well, little, they have to little, sign little, waivers. Little, little fatal, but they sign waivers. There clearly be airbags. They'll yeah. have those little cages that are inside of NASCAR cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like don't NASCARs. They have, don't they have like crash derbies in places? I think they have, yeah, they have those. People compete. Yeah, yeah, they do sound, have those. That does sound pretty tough. That was like, on Fast and Furious. Tyrese was doing that. I wonder how that looks because I didn't see that one. <laughs> Actually, yes, that was the did. very, that was the very, that was very the second one. Yeah, that was, that was the second yeah, one. Too Fast, Too Furious. In the beginning, that's what he was doing. That was, yeah. he, was he was like nice at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's Tyrese. See, I wouldn't do it that often. I wouldn't be trying to get nice at it. <laughs> I'd probably be there like once a year, mm. you know? Yeah, if I'm getting money to further answer Keon's question, I I would definitely buy a camper. Bro. I'd buy a camper. Just, hey. just travel around. Just drive around. Meet a bunch of people. Hey. 
shut up, set up shop in I, weird places. I've been looking at campers and RV life for about like three months now. Yeah. I, that's definitely going to be a thing. Okay. And things is bread. I'm so I, I told I you look, I, or I told I, Keon on here that I saw that kayaks were like a thousand. So have, if a kayak is a thousand, then a camper must be crazy. Have you looked at like any price of any? No, camper? I have no idea what it's hitting on. No idea whatsoever. I know that my Kia Optima that was used and had thirty thousand miles on it when I first purchased it was like fourteen thousand. So I couldn't imagine <laughs> what what a camper a is regular, like a good camper. A good camper that you might see in the movies where the whole family's in it and he's driving and it's like you know the glass goes straight down to the ground. Yeah, not the one with the little front of the truck. Them things. Oh, just, those types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, They're just boxes. Them Jones is like driving Michael Rose. Three hundred thousand. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Them them things is they are mobile homes. They are homes with wheels. Oh! <laughs> I can just see. I can just see the oh. the recalculation oh. going on right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gonna. I'm gonna have to comparison shop. Yeah. There's always comparison yeah. shopping. You the way I would gotta... do it right now, I would like rent one because you can rent a nice one like that yeah. for like the week. Go somewhere out, have a bunch of fun ass yeah, 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 yeah. For like, I don't know, around twenty thousand for the week. But that includes hmm. like that includes like where you park it because you got to find places to camp. And these campsites will have like you can plug in. So you plug in your water, you plug in your internet, you plug in your power. So now everything that you need through that camper is coming through the campsite. They have electric ones out? Like they have. I haven't is Tesla seen making it. them yet? I don't haven't seen that yet. No? Hmm. I haven't seen that one yet. Hmm. But uh but they have different types. They also the most common one I see is the one that they strap to the back of trucks. Mm. And they pull those. Cause then the glory in that is you park the camper and you and your truck go off into the, whatever where, town you're in. Oh, uh, where where would you drive right now? Like from here, like, Bro, where would be um, a good place to go? I'm, like if you had it for a week, if you only had it for a week, a week, I'm probably hitting like. Let me think, cause I I want to spend time at each place I stop, you know. So I I gotta do at least a day at each. So place. are you gonna go north, or are you gonna go? I'm going. I'm going. You're gonna west. go west. I'm going west for sure. Okay. And my, I, I would tell you if you're gonna go west, stop in Kentucky. Yeah, not one of them places that had the, the what's it called the sundown <laughs> towns. That's oh, cr- bro, I I don't know, <laughs> I don't be knowing what I don't be knowing. Yeah, right. That would suck. Sundown town. Could you imagine you just coming through? You happy as hell? You on vacation, and you somewhere where somebody's like, "Hey, boy, you got about two hours, and you can go on the road." <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. So sundown towns are historically so this this clearly happened around Jim Crow era. Yeah, back yeah. And it was just you can't be black and get caught outside past sundown or else. Yeah, I think or else anything goes. Like the rules are done. I don't. I don't. It's like being on a cruise. Like anything goes here. (laughs) I don't think they were as like right. They're not coming. They're not snatching you up and hanging you up right away. I think it was more of like a very stern like. Recommendation surround you. Hey man, you might want to get on the road. You might want to. Like right. it's not going to be me, but we yeah. just know. We just that- know. Don't spend too much time out here. There may have been nights when it was automatic. Like nah, y'all better be up out of here. Mm. But for the most part, what it seems like happened is that these towns that were like that, like black people just knew, man, be leaving this town alone. Uh-huh. And 
I mean, you just don't go there for a very long time, and those same types of people just keep recreating. My nigga. And that the, the younger generation still lives there, and be just no, we're just gonna avoid that place. For I'm now. so glad that you that we fucking got on this tangent about sundown towns. We are gonna get to everything that we have to talk about yeah. today. This is gonna happen, but yeah. this has just been flowing. Out. This is great. Yeah. I was at work the other day, <laughs> and I'm talking to my man. He's like, so I was I was bringing you know this chick that I'm seeing around my neighborhood or around my my city my town, and I was showing her stuff and I'm like you know this is this corner store this is this is this uh, courthouse and that is the town slave block, and she was like what? He was like yeah that big ass block sitting there by the courthouse. That is an auction block where they would sell slaves back See, in the day. And to me, and I, but I was like, "Hey, man, why why do you, you know that?" He was like, "That's the that's the Warrington auction block." That was on the list, I think. And I was like, "I was like, what's it look like?" And he showed it to me, and it just looked like a big old curb. Like a really yeah. large stone curb, and probably like a few people could stand on it, but it but it just looked like a big yeah. curb, like where a curb used to be. And then I looked it up, and it said that it was like the Warrington curb stone, where things where it was once a curb. And I was like, okay. But then we continued to do research on it because I was like, how do you know this? Like who who told you this? And he couldn't tell me exactly where he got it from. It was just somewhere lodged in his memory. Yeah. And we kept doing research. And we found a photo of that same block in Warrington by that fucking courthouse that had a plaque next to it, a big blue plaque that said that it was an auction block amongst a bunch of other things as well, but they did use it to sell slaves. But that's just not there anymore. They the plaque isn't there anymore. Took down the, the nameplate, took off the name tag. Nigga. <laughs> just left the work shirt. <laughs> Do you have any idea how crazy that is? Well, y'all took the no, 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 no. Y'all took the plaque away that showed because it's one thing if if you're like, this is this is this has some sort of historical value. This is what this is. And I remember talking on here a long time ago about because I don't know if we do so much of it here in America, but over in Germany there are different there are different statues for different things. Right, so you have like your monuments and your memorials and different things, but there, there's certain things that are erected, whatever. There's certain <laughs> things that are erected simply. Fuck y'all niggas. I'll go let it. There's certain, go. There are certain things that are erected from stone yeah. and marble and whatever else to be seen as as precautions and right. admonishments let's of the not past. Do that again. Exactly. And let's let people know why we're not gonna do that again. Exactly. It's not let's come here and pray to it. Right. Yeah. So there, there are different ways of looking at them. Over here in America, people ain't really trying to hear none of that shit. Yeah. So it's different to like look at that and say, this is what this once was. We don't do this anymore. We clearly decry and defame this sort of action or this sort of ideology, blah, 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 blah. In even case, you know, people would have had an issue with that anyway and just yeah. keeping it there. But the yeah. point is, the fact that they just took that away no, it, means we going but we gonna keep the stone though. We just not gonna let you know what it is if you don't already know. We gonna hide that. 
And so that's kind of weird because when people talk about like whitewashing history and rewriting shit the way yeah. that people wanted to be whoever the victors were of a certain war, just writing their own story. That's big. You can't just my nigga. <laughs> when I saw that the other day, and like I saw a picture of the thing, and then I saw the picture of the thing with the plaque, I was like, "Oh, that's eerie. dirty." It's kind of eerie. That's dirty. To me, what that says is that it hasn't been too long yet. Yeah, like it hasn't been enough time separated. Bro, Warrington is down the street. We yeah. can get there in fifteen, seventeen minutes. Yeah, if we want to. I'm pretty sure it was Warrenton on that list. Was Sundown towns. I've been over there by, by, uh, I was about to say, oh, cause that's not too far either, but I've, but I've been, but I've been to Warrington when the sun was down. And I mean, you can tell. <laughs> I've been, I've been, to, I've been to a yeah, few. I told you, I've been to a few towns. You yeah. know how many of them parties that all y'all used to hit me up and be like, "Put your, put your location on early. Don't go to that party." <laughs> and I would always just be going out to parties by myself. Cause you might run into like a group of somebody who came from a group from somebody else. That night, they feeling a little froggy, feeling a little Haiti. Bro, that's that's so crazy. But yeah, man. to me, that just that just shows that like how recent it, it, it is that somebody's like, yeah, take that sound, take the take the sign down. But like, it's like, oh, we're not gonna leave it, move the rock. Yeah, probably, probably when when Stonewall Jackson High School started to get renamed and Robert E. Lee statue started to get mm-hmm. torn down, like when all that really popped off, they were like, "Yo, we should get this. We should get this sign out of here." Yeah, we should just go ahead. We should, if we want to keep this this yeah. auction block here, we should definitely get this yeah. plaque out of here, so they, they they don't know what it is. Yeah, we just, just leave the auction block. It's almost like leaving like a guillotine stand up somewhere. That's crazy. I said I was gonna do some performance art and go stand up on the auction <laughs> block with like my shirt on and some linen pants and have somebody like re. Like replay it, like reenact. People love reenactment, like Civil War reenactments think, and shit. How that, how that would go? <laughs> <laughs> you think it wouldn't go well for me? Oh, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying because, to how because, that would go. because if it's there, then <laughs> if they're allowed to have it there, then I should be allowed to do some performance art with it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're talking about art today, right? So, like, why can't I do it? You can't not do it. Right. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, we just don't know how it I would don't go even for know. Me. I don't know who would get mad or why would they get mad. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Because if if the wrong side of people are like, you can't be on that block. I'm like, why? Yeah, for sure. It's our block. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, oh, oh, it is, huh? You That's know? crazy, man. That's crazy. It's just the fa- and the fact that slavery is really like it's still a thing, and not only a thing, but a prevalent thing. We j- we just you and I are not experiencing it. Yeah. But it's a real thing. It's people really are being like sold right now. People are on a yeah, on a yeah. ship yard like right now. In a crate. That is still happening. Being shipped somewhere. Like, that is insane. (laughs) We really are living in the future compared to, like, other, like, groups. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. We can look at our group and say that we're living in the past. Like, it's, it's weird. Yeah, see now, see now you about to start getting into time and space. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just weird. weird. It's really weird because, like, like, uh, I think we were talking one day and I was talking about how, like, if a meteor hit the earth, like, the people who would survive would be like people on islands that don't even use technology. Yeah. And they would probably tell stories like about how there was a great civilization that used to fly metal birds. But there are also colonies under the earth, like re- like real life yeah. today, correct? Yeah. Well, and I'm not even just talking about the people that live underneath the sewers in Las Vegas. I mean, That's like people, I'm talking about like real dirt. <laughs> you said fucking stupid. God. They didn't, they didn't choose the dirt. The dirt chose them. All right. God. Like it, it just, it was a bad, it was, a, a, it was exponential bad circumstances. Living in the sewers versus living like in underground rocks. 
That's two different. Yeah, but do you know how difficult it is? You can't just make a colony. You know how difficult it is to make an underground colony, even though yeah. they exist. It's real. Yeah, I, I I couldn't even start the process of engineering that in my head. But the sort of elements that you get away from, though. Yeah. Like, that's amazing, too. Yeah, there's a lot of legends of, like, um, uh, I don't even know which word to use anymore. Natives, in indigenous people, indigenous people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look they're, at they're, you they're, <laughs> on the microphone. Don't know how to act now. Don't, don't even don't even know which word we're supposed to rock with. <laughs> but of the indigenous people from here, they have stories and origins of how like people from way up under the ground came up and told them, "Yo, y'all need to come with us real quick because something's about to go down on the surface." So they went and lived with them for a while, came back up, and everything was okay at that point. And they wrote big pictures about them. The ant people, the, mm. the Hopi Indians. Mm. Hold on, the 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 what? The Indians? They, they, are they're, they from India? They're still called the Hopi. From the last time I saw, they call them the Hopis. Okay. okay. Yeah, and they have they have pictures of what they call ant people, and they'll go on interviews and tell them that their legends that they were brought up and told. They point towards like the canyons and like yeah, we went down there for an extended period of time from these tall people. It's a big ass planet. Big, it is a very, big very planet. big planet. Huh. There's a lot of shit going on out here. It's a big ass planet. Like, yeah, it's a lot on this planet. All right. I feel like we should get into what we came here for. All right. What the fuck is going on, Mikey? I feel yeah. like, by the way, this is going to be one of those. This is going to be one of those conversations where we're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, but not we're, really. We're, we're going to lose some people, but maybe not really. Because the thing is, this: if you've had certain experiences then certain things sound tangible they sound tenable like you can yeah. ma- you can manage them but if you're if you haven't like if you're you've just been sober your entire yeah. life and you never really rattled the cage it, yeah. i feel like it can be very very difficult to grasp super it, outside the box ideas but it's also like it's not even about the substances themselves okay. or the plants or the chemicals okay. or whatever it's more about just having that Ability to conversate with yourself. Okay. Okay. In any form, you know. Okay. Because what's the word? The psychonauts. Psychonauts, otherwise known as as mind sailors. I could call them existential excavators. Yeah. Anybody that's that's delving deep into the psyche and in, in, in exploring. Just exploring your mind. Almost. Right. 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 You do that with through sleep. You yeah. Do that through deep thought and meditation. Right. With sleep, I mean like lucid dreams, mm-hmm. not non lucid dreams. Yeah, nightmares. Just exploring. dream journaling yeah. once you wake up, like getting dream in touch. Journaling, yeah. Just sitting down and having deep thought with yourself. Yeah, you know, you could just drive to work with nothing playing. Right, and right, the right. Whole drive just thinking. Yeah, that's a form of psychonauting to me. Mm-hmm. You're exploring the innards of your brain. Right. And of course, you know, you step up to other levels. You start using things like psychedelics. You could throw in weed. You could throw in mushroom psilocybin. Big ones like DMT, LSD, you got like mescaline, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, peyote. There's so many different ones out there, and a lot of them are straight off of the planet. It's almost like it was it's bearing fruit mm. for people who want to really explore the mind. And I mean, it's really just a conversation with yourself. Okay, no, I'm I'm with that. I'm on track. I'm right? on track. And I, another one of my theories is that people who use the word like bad trip. I'm starting to think that it's not really should be called that. It should just be called like a difficult conversation. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Right. Some people have 
what you would call it. The, the reason why that seems like diminishing is because some people have one of these difficult conversations mm-hmm. and they change for the worst mm-hmm. forever. Yes. And some people have seen that. I've never experienced that. I've never right. really experienced anyone go through that in like a like a really, really, really detrimental way. And that's why this it's not really it shouldn't be the conversation shouldn't be pushed towards like using certain substances to get there. Right. I think that's like cheat codes. You're 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 skipping things, you're trying to do what other people told you to do. You heard, oh, the mushrooms are gonna make me see this. I think that's the wrong thing to tell people. I think you should just talk to people who are really into trying to figure out what's going on in their own mind. And you just start from there and you just, oh, do you really like dreams and sleeping? Well, find a group of people who they love dream journaling. They love trying to find out what dreams mean, what dreams are constructed of. Do you like people who sit and think really hard? People who meditate. People who just, you can go sit down with something nice like this. What is this called again? Uh, this is a oil diffuser. You got an oil diffuser going and you just sit down and you just think to yourself. Like you explain it a lot. You really think about things. Mm-hmm. And there's people who that's what their thing is. There's people who like to smoke weed every day. And for them, that's where they get it from. I think the same way I was saying mm. that there's like different categories of hip hop. There's different subcategories of like being a what, quote unquote a psychonaut. Right, right. And someone who's really just trying to break down the brain. Because I think what gets lost in it a lot is... The conversation comes up with like DMT and LSD and people are really talking about different realities, frequencies, you know, that type of stuff. And I think that's where you start to lose a lot of people because that's not what everybody is doing. Yeah. And when you but when you start using those terms anyway, people start talking in a way that just it seems like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. It starts to sound like you don't know what you're talking about when you start talking about frequencies that you don't know about and and energies moving. So it's you just have to pick your words wisely because you still want to be practical about it. You Mm want to speak about things. But in a way that is practical. Anytime I'm about to talk to someone about anything, literally, literally, this is the way my mind has been conditioned. It's like it just happens on automatic now. Before I say anything, it goes through a filter, and the filter is why the fuck should they care? Right. Like why? What? What are you about to say that could possibly connect with them? Mm-hmm. So. Every time I'm about to say anything, I try to find a way to make it pertinent to the listeners life some way shape form or fashion and you can't do that if you're trying to talk about something that is very abstract in a super abstract way you have to try to find some way of drawing a parallel or correlating it to something that is everyday or something that most people can grasp so when you just start talking about frequencies people be like i don't know what you're talking about unless you bring up maybe a radio yeah or something like that then things start to click a little bit more yeah that's kind of like the analogy that i used to like use a lot because there's clearly like radio waves, FM and AM around us all the time. You just can't perceive them unless you have an actual little box plugged in that plays them. And for a lot of people who use certain substances like that, they start to say that they can tune into certain frequencies and things that they don't see normally. Same with people with sleeping and dreaming. They think that they go to these other worlds because it feels more real to them or they're having memories of other lives and things that they can't really understand. 
basically there's a there's a lot that goes on in this computer we got upstairs. Computer upstairs. There's a whole lot going on in this computer upstairs, right? And everybody, I guess, has their thing of their their, their way their, their, their way of questioning mm-hmm. what it is. Some some people like I've going through it again. They just think. Some people sleep and dream. But at the end of it, I think that us as the observers should always be really in tune with your higher, you know, your, I like to call it the big brain. <laughs> yes, you do. Whatever's in charge. Yes, you do. <laughs> whatever's in charge of like constructing, like what dreams are made out of. That's very, that's a really interesting thing to me because even when dreams where I'm not lucid, like I'll wake up and I'm like, all right, so what put that together? Like that, that it looks as real as it looked, something put that together. And I went and I observed that. So I, I like the subject of, Having conversations with yourself throughout your day, you could be stone cold sober just driving. Yeah. And like I like to use the traffic one. Like I'll get really anxious and kind of like irritated, bothered when I'm sitting in traffic and there's too many cars because I like to be on time everywhere. And I'm just like, mm, why is all this traffic around and all? Especially when you know the traffic's off for of some bullshit. Bro, it don't be nothing. It don't be. Someone slowed down because there was a crash on the side, and or I'm there was a like, police and officer. I'm sitting there and I'm like, and then I'll just stop and I'll just breathe and I'm just like, I'll just look around at the setting, at the scene, like, okay, there's traffic. But look at the cars. I just kind of just really bring myself into observer mode. I just observe exactly where I'm at, and then I start to think, I mean, what am I gonna be five minutes late, ten minutes late, an hour late? Okay, and next year is this moment gonna matter? Like, won't even remember it happening, right? And at that point, it just kind of makes everything a little bit more appreciative. Like, I appreciate the fact that I can observe what's going on around me. The fact that you're even in traffic because someone else, it, it someone else is in that car crash that caused it. Yeah. Someone else is about to go to the hospital, or their car is all burnt to shit. I saw a whole car. <laughs> burnt to the frame like them old cartoons oh. when they would get burned and it no. would just be the blinking it would just be the blinking no, eyes no, i've no. seen i've seen cars Damn. like that on the side of the road like Damn. what the fuck happened here did. i'm constantly trying to like analyze what happened at a car accident yeah. especially when it's somewhere and you're just like i don't need no one should crash here no one should crash like here. Why here that you said that happened like a couple of weekends ago? Yeah, it was just a car. It was like, like the front of it was sort of wrapped around the tree. Like it went straight into the tree, but it was, but it was going the opposite way that the traffic would be going on yeah. that side of the road. So I was like, what are you doing on that side of the road, yeah. going in that direction? Was it Why were you going so fast? How did you pop up on the curb and hit the tree in the median between these two lanes? It was like a lot of questions I had, but because to you, you would be observing something, you know, you would ob- observe a caution in the road and wouldn't end up in that situation. I would like to think Your so. Your attention wouldn't be. Yeah, so fucking I don't whimsically distributed amongst a bunch of other shit that isn't me ho- operating heavy machinery yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah with right. my life inside yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't like to think that 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 would be the case. So when it comes to this, it's funny because I've actually been thinking a lot about this because I've been listening to conversations about people talking about ideas coming to them. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a complete narcissist, then you think sometimes, damn, where do these ideas come from? Like you have a really good idea or an idea at all. You just think, where did this come from? Unless someone just told you something, hey, you should do this thing. Unless that was happening. And you just feel like you woke up with a brilliant idea or you were driving through the car or you were doing whatever it is you do. You're exercising, you're doing yoga, you're reading a book. 
and just something comes and hits you and you're like, oh man, I feel like I should do this thing or I should change this thing or I should try this thing out. Where do those come from? And I don't, I, I, you know, I'm again, I'm not arrogant enough to think that we're just churning this stuff out in and of ourselves. Like our minds or our consciousness is made in a vacuum. So what I think it is, and, and I, you know, there's, there's no proof to this. This is only my sense of things, which by the way, small cliffhanger on that. We have to start using better rhetoric when it comes to talking about what we know and what we think we know. Mm-hmm. My little sister had a friend come from somewhere a long time ago, and I think she was, she I don't know, she came from like a small place, maybe a village somewhere. I could be getting this wrong. Sometimes it's like that. My, my, my brother had a, a girlfriend that uh, her parents were back in Macedonia, and Macedonia is still like, it's not, yeah. it's not civilized like this, like it's not this structured. And so, yeah, you know, there are plenty of still villages and yeah. stuff. But like, there are plenty of still people just living out in, like, jungles yeah. and stuff like that. And she came over here to America, and she was relatively new. And she was talking to my little sister. And this blew my little sister's mind because she didn't realize until this moment. She was like, "I so I've been noticing that Americans do this thing where when you guys talk about stuff, like, you talk about it like you know it. <laughs> Cooked. Like, but she was just, she she did, but she was just so curiously trying to figure out why this was the thing. She was like, when you guys talk about stuff, you say, like, I know this, or you say things in absolutes, like declarative statements. You don't say things like, my sense of the matter is, or I believe that this is the case, or I think that this may be the case, or from the evidence that I've gathered, I kind of feel like, or... This has been my perspective. This is my, like, this is the pieces of the puzzle that I have. She's like, this isn't the way you guys talk. You just say, oh, no, this happened. I, I know. Yeah, yeah I like, know. I know, like, yeah, like, I, yeah. so I know that blah, 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 or this happened the other day. It's like, well, do you know that that happened, or is that just your perspective of what happened? Like, that's your story. Yeah. But there's another story, which is just reality outside of that, just like the thing that happened, not what your emotional right. placement inside of that thing is. Yeah. So I thought that that was very funny. So that's just something I feel like we have to get better on. And it's something I'm much more cognizant about yeah, these days. Yeah, me too. Just like just letting uh, letting people know when I'm talking about something that it's my sense of what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So again, I can't prove this, but this is what my sense of this is. Getting ideas and having this inspiration and being a psychonaut is we're like, I guess like conductors of a sense mm-hmm. or like a, like a lightning rod. And someone was telling me the other day, Earl, in order for this idea of yours to be working, like in order for a circuit to be working, like that circuit has to be, you have to be an open-minded person. I was like, well, from what I understand, I haven't taken no you know, electrician class in a long time, right? Or none of that. But I, but I do remember something about circuits having to be open in order for electricity to pass through, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So if you just look at us as the same way, you would have to be open, whatever that means to you, in order for that circuitry to work, in order for that lightning to shine through, that electricity, those ideas, that inspiration, the new wisdom for to come through. So as long as you're open-minded and you remain teachable, as I'm always fucking ranting about, then you start to position yourself in ways for you to be receptive of yeah. the frequencies or the electricity or all these different things that I'm talking about. So it's really just about finding ways. I think what's interesting about being a mind sailor, 
uh, yeah. existential excavator, a thinker, all this sort of stuff, a meditator, a deep observer, is you're tr we're trying to find new ways of positioning ourselves to gather more of the, the data, the more of the flow. There's, right. Because there's something that we feel like we're in tune with or that we're working with, we're doing a dance with, we have rhythm. Yes. Actually, it was called hypnotic rhythm in Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Right. That's what that was about. Their hypnotic rhythm was finding your positioning with the rest of everything else that's going on in a way that you get to reap the benefits of the universe and yeah. its, you know its it laws. You feel it. You, you'll know. Like, what do you know about um, Nikola Tesla? I don't know any much about Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Oh, he was, he's probably like... The god. The god. Okay, like, right. He was a beast. Like, a lot of what he came up with was going to put, like, uh, I guess big oil companies, like, mm. out of business. Not really out of business, but he would make them seem obsolete. Because he was tapping into technology to harness the energy of the earth itself to distribute it freely to everybody. Like, things like, what, microwaves, uh, radios. These are some of the things that are possible with what he came up with. But with most of his inventions, he said in his journals that he came up with them by going into an altered state of sleep. Okay. And that he was being like shown these inventions and the data, mm. the, the signal was getting streamed right to him. And he would just altered sleep is what I remember reading about him. And I was like, damn, because there's times when I get good ass ideas in like that middle sleep stage, that weird um, in and out of sleep, like when sleep paralysis happens and when I'm going into a lucid dream, I can see something that's not real yet and break down the idea of that. Like damn, that's that's that could be something real to that. To him, he he didn't want to take full credit for what the things that he was coming up with, because he believed. Oh that my was, god, that, that makes so much. Else. Yes, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I've thought that all the time. I've right. always thought it would just be completely arrogant. Because like, if you pay attention enough, yeah. you're like, this shit is not mine. Right. Like, if you pay attention I'm enough, like, you're like, this is not my idea. Right. Like, this is just coming to me. Right. Like, a lot of the times when I'll do, like, the slow down music and when I'm mixing something for somebody, it's like I hear it in my head before I've ever made it. So when I'm what I'm doing on the laptop and the, and the computer, I'm just making that match with what's already in my head because that's coming from somewhere else. That's, right. That's just coming from, what like, the architect, the big brain, the higher altered mm. consciousness, the, I mean, the higher self. Yeah, a lot of it is also, well, I mean, this could also be the positioning or getting into the hypnotic rhythm with the powers that be mm -hmm. is is just simple sort of just practice mm -hmm. is practicing that thing to the point where like you've broken into this mold mm -hmm. where it's just going to keep giving you ideas in this sense because I'm not getting mathematical ideas mm. right like all these other things don't come to me but usually about interpersonal communications and conversations these ideas come to me and just other random things that I happen to think about when it comes to people yeah. and consciousness ideas come to me, but I'm not just getting ideas about how to paint how an to awesome picture. Rocket ship or something. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, so it has a lot to do with what it is you're putting your mind to like what's, I guess at, in your right. mind's eye, right. Then it's feeding that sort of information to you. So I think it's really important to really literally talk to yourself, right? Like you could have conversations with yourself, and any whatever state that it that it needs for you to get into, for me a lot, it's driving in silence and like sleep, but not being asleep, but 
going to sleep. Oh, so it's on the way to you going to sleep. Yeah. Oh. On the way to going to sleep. Uh, or when I wake up in the middle of the night and get a little drink of water, and then I just lay back down, and then I'll go right into like a, either a lucid dream or like a fully detailed breakdown of an idea that I have. Mm. And then when I wake up, I'll drive to work on silent, just thinking, and I get a full, full conversation going with myself. And I'm breaking down ideas and problem solving. It could be something as simple as me figure out my schedule for the next two days. Structured in a way that's going to be the most effective. It can be something that simple. It could be something as simple as which route am I going to take on the way to work now? It could be something as simple as when I get to work, am I gonna how am I gonna pull this wire and splice these wires in time to be able to do this before we leave? It could be very simple ideas, but it's just the fact that I really think them through and have that full on conversation of thinking with myself instead of just going with without breaking them down. That makes a lot of sense. I think that it, I think it does happen like that. I I get um, I get a lot of inspiration from everywhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I remember John Mayer having a conversation with someone. I think he was doing an interview. And he talked about how, because people ask him if he still feels like he's getting better. And he says it's 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 not those huge leaps, but it's these Zen things. It's these small things that only, it's like the most yep. technical of technicalities that only like he would know. Man. It's like when I talked about Duty telling me about Dr. Dre at the Super Bowl and how he just reached up on his deck and turned this knob just a little bit and it gave him like a sense of satisfaction. But I bet you no one heard what the fuck happened on that soundboard that he turned. (laughs) But it mattered to him because he can hear it. John Mayer says that he'll be on stage sometimes and he will try to do a new set every time. Like he's always trying to mix it up and play something a little different within the songs that he's gonna be playing every fucking night. So he'll try to mix up the song list, or if it's the same song list, whatever it is, he's got to play the hits. He'll just go into a solo and just try to do something different. So he tries to keep rattling the cage, try to keep it un- uncomfortable for himself so he yeah. doesn't just remain stagnant. And he says sometimes he'll be playing super hard and something will happen and he'll channel into something else and he'll know before it even happens on the guitar something different's about to happen tonight. Mm-hmm. He knows I'm in a different space. My fingers are about to do something that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And he plays some wild shit and he's like, whoa. And he impresses himself. Right. Right. So is it like that's that's wild to be able to do, to just be so ingrained and you get in what people call today a flow state. Um, there was like there was there was the in the zone people call it. And that's that came from something yeah. super old that I, I forgot kind of what that is or what I heard. A theory of where that came from, but it's just about Inside Out. Is that what? No, no, I didn't watch that. What is that? Ooh, Inside Out, Disney Pixar movie. Oh no, I didn't watch that. Where it's basically the inner workings of a little girl's brain and like how all the different emotions are. Oh no, no, I I know the little characters. And they have they have a little little quick scene about being in the zone and like you can see somebody's like inner self like in that flow, and I thought that was that's a great. Oh, that's kind of like forget Inside Out. What's that jazz movie? Yeah, Soul. Soul. Yeah. They do that in soul too. Yeah. They, they talk about that as well. Just yeah. being in this fucking state of just complete bliss and in mix. Maybe it might have been that one that said. 
but I thought that it was. It might have been. I, I mean, I'm getting confused. I watched them both. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it was definitely in Seoul. It, it might have been in Seoul. Yeah. So, so that's what happens to me in conversation, which is why I keep fucking doing these podcasts. Because, like, it's, yeah. at first, it, it really did just start as therapy, and I, I mean, it maybe still persists as that to some degree, but a lot of it comes from. I know I, there's so much shit that I don't know I'm going to say on here uh-huh. and it only ever happens because I'm challenged by the person sitting across from me in some way shape or form like, and oh. then I start yeah they, they they ping some idea in my mind and then I go there and I attack it and then once I start talking on that thing I forget that that thing's going to correlate with a bunch of other things in my mind and I'm going to try to somehow with some sort of structure and finesse glide from one thing to the next and then something else happens and I can kind of feel that happening like I'm getting somewhere else in this that I haven't thought of before and I just keep talking and I keep talking and then something else new comes in my mind and I say it for the very first time that I've ever said it and once I say it a new concept has been unlocked right. and then therefore there's a new perspective unlocked just like that. a new level of perspective unlocked and so that I feel like that can happen in any medium any right. way you're doing it for you for Nikola Tesla it could just be some way of, of sleeping and I feel like yeah. sleep has been a huge part of this for me now that I've been sleeping much better it, it's Man. undeniably undoubtedly been a Man, huge part what? of the process I, I yeah you can't even Bro. just as a human being I can't just not factor that in Bro, what's crazy is with sleep i don't even have traditional nightmares anymore traditional okay so i don't even have nightmares so so what do you mean you don't have traditional ones so like i think first of all i think nightmares just happen mostly when your body's hot while you're asleep okay you're trying to wake yourself up because it thinks it's it's in danger because that's just for me Mm. most of the time i've had nightmares it's been when i woke up sweating and i was like oh i was just too hot Hmm. So my brain was trying to make a lot of chaos happen to wake me the hell up. That's okay. just me though. Okay. But now, even when that happens, <clears throat> if I'm starting to have a nightmare, I'm so all the time aware of what's going on, like the construct and how I'm observing what my senses are picking up on, that like I can turn a nightmare back into a dream and then still understand. Let me wake up and get unhot. Hmm. Something as simple as that, just from walking around daily. And really focusing on what's around me because you know to me i'm big on senses like how my eyes are like cameras and my ears are like like microphones right right so or i guess uh what what, what would that be microphones i guess because like you know sound goes into it yeah yeah suppose so right right so to me i know that yeah i know that uh what i'm what i'm are you good yeah (laughs) okay what i'm seeing and what i'm what i'm hearing smelling feeling tasting like all the senses is what makes up my reality right and i know that that could be different from everybody else's reality different from a dog's reality just it's just what i'm observing and i'm very very focused on appreciating what's in front of me at all times and then you take that into you well you take that into your sleep yes But no, we, <laughs> you take that you take you take the gratitude and attention that you have for these senses and what it brings to you into your sleep. So then, when you go into this dream state, I was just talking to. What's so funny is you and you'll hear it when you listen to the conversation I just had with yeah. Jess. I was just saying to her that 
for the ones that do understand what lucid dreaming is like to any degree, because mm-hmm. I don't, there's levels to this. I don't believe I lucid dream like you do. I don't pick and choose things I want to do on, on, you know, but I do, but they are super vivid. Mm-hmm. And there are things that call out to me in it. Like I know that the things I'm doing are identical to the things that I would do in real life. Meaning like I'm making real Earl Lonnie Hooks decisions. Like that is like that is my character in real life. Those are the real mm-hmm. character qualities that I have. I'm never doing things that are just like out of my character. And if I ever do, I question it mm-hmm. in my dream. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like so I, I have the I have like a real awareness inside of them. I just don't choose to pick up and fly and do a bunch of other shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, dreaming lucidly can give you an idea to what living lucidly is like. And those two things feed into each other. So I feel like the more day-to-day lucid living and walking and talking and thinking you're doing, then you're going to go into your dreams and your dreams are going to be much more vivid. And you're going to have much more awareness that you're going to bring into your dream. And I don't know, again, that manifests itself in a bunch of different ways, but but it it definitely happens. And, And who's to say... Because this makes complete sense with you and Tesla, that this see this, see now this is where things get this is where things get weird. All right, here we go. Because this is this real and not real discussion. Right. People talk about it when it does come to the psychedelics. That's not real. I, I've done it with people, and they're like, "Man, like that's really cool. We had that experience, but like it's not real." And here's my thing. I don't know if we know what the fuck is like that term yeah, real you know, is yeah. is loose and I don't want to seem like a real weird person by doing having this discussion but let's really break this down states in countries aren't real right like like borders aren't real they're lines drawn on a map right but it's not a real thing yeah it's just a planet it's it's just a planet it's just land that's not a real thing yeah I talked about this before. If you saw a guy walk outside in, in fucking July and throw some trash out and he had no shirt on, you'd be like, oh, shit, this guy <laughs> throwing trash out. If you saw a woman in America, and maybe in most parts of America, I believe, if a woman walked outside, same heat in July to throw out trash, and she had no shirt, no bra on, titties flopping, right. you'd have something to think or yeah. say about that. It's most people would be different. like, yo, what the fuck is she doing? Right. What the fuck is going on here? Now, depending upon how progressive you are, you'd be like, hey, power to you. Sure. But some people would be like, oh, what the f- You should go inside. Like, that's not, you can't do that. That's not real. That's not a real, like, there's no difference. Right. Like, there's nothing that's different. But the fact that you would look at it like, whoa, that's, there's no difference. It's just another human being with no shirt on. It's just what you've been kind of brought up. Exactly. Uh, understanding those ideas. So, it's so. look at things. So, and then when you talk about ideas and inspiration, what, so what is real? Where are we getting ideas? So this microphone is real, right? Because it's here, this T-shirt, your headphones, this laptop, this cell phone, these lights, paintings, these walls, this apartment building, all this stuff we would say is real. Why? Because we can touch it? Okay. Well, before we, we could touch it, it had to be an idea. Yes. Someone had to think of it before they could make it. So was the idea real? Well, mm. what, if, what about the place that the idea came from? Was that real? 
So if you have these experiences, no matter what medium that you've, uh, you know, accounted for, the sleep, the yoga, the meditation, the, you know, all these psycho not avenues, mm-hmm. whatever it is, why isn't that real enough? Like, it, it, it is real. So if you're sleeping, all that shit that's going on, you could say is not real. It's a simulation. It's whatever the fuck. It's a, you know, amalgam, amalgamation of things that you heard that day or you've been thinking about that have been weighing on you or music you've been listening to, whatever the fuck it is, something is coming together. And then the way we're talking about it, it could also just be some, some you know, I, I don't know. It could be you being a conduit and something giving you something from somewhere above. I, I don't. We don't know right. what the fuck it is. But why, how is that not real? It's only real if you, what, commodify it? If you build it? If you make something out of it? I don't think that, like, the way that we use the terms real and fake are just, like, really, it's, it's, the line it's fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't think yeah. people really know what's real and what's fake because people live an extremely, quote-unquote, real life inside of a bunch of fakery. Right. So, what I what I see it, the way I think of it is, like, it is real. Okay. But each person is experiencing at those times, they are real, but they're not the shared reality. Okay. Okay? So right. I think reality as a whole is what we all are confirming with each other, that we are all observing together. If we all observe it together, and it's constant, and it stays, and then that's what, we're, that's what we consider reality. But if only one person sees it, and really, they see it. They they confirm it with themselves. Yes, I'm seeing this. To them, that's real. Same with like alien abductions and stuff. Like, it might not be everybody's reality, but to those people who firmly really believe that, to them, that's real. Yeah. And but then that's their reality. And that's what's so weird about these days. Like my truth. Yeah. The truth. Like what these things are. People are yeah. really talking about these things. And the way, the reason why people feel like so much is fucking crumbling around them, at least in this country I can speak to, is because it seems like we're having an issue with what is real and what is not. Yes. Some, like, we're having completely different we're all seeing, conversations yeah. on what is reality and what is not. Like people are not, because in order to have a conversation, there has to be, there has to be an infrastructure. Like, there has to be a firm basis on what reality is so then we can have a conversation inside that right but if we don't agree on what reality is then we have a much larger much deeper conversations that have yeah, to happen and it's start. And, and you can't even as again it's now it's a non-starter yeah. you can't even have conversations because your reality is so far from what mine is you may yeah. not even think that this conversation is worth having Right. That we can even have conversation because conversation isn't even what needs to happen. Right. Because in your in your reality, conversation with someone that is me that has whatever understanding I have of this situation, right. bar, bar like, none, is the stupidest thing you could do. Like think of this: like um, either little kids with imaginary friends, or imagine somebody who has some kind of psychosis going on, to where their subconscious mind is like always on, and they can't discern from. The visuals they're seeing from their own constructed brain versus what we're all shared observing at the same time. So to them, reality is way different than what we're seeing. But when we're on the outside looking at them, we're like, yeah, that, that motherfucker crazy, bro. Right. Like, that motherfucker gone. But to them, they're seeing what's real. Like they're not lying. They're not. They're not lying. They're not lying. They're not lying. They're just 
their reality is just different from what we're seeing. So I also have like another crazy little theory that like all the way back from it, like in its rawest form, we're really just like raw energy, raw consciousness observing. And we have this architect of a brain upstairs that's in charge of constructing what reality is going to be. And we communicate with each other to kind of form a shared reality that we both uh, exist in. Right. And move around in, in, and move around in. But like if you were to strip away, strip far back, you know, what's really there, it's just for just consciousness, just kind of bringing in raw data. No, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And I talk about it on here all the time, identity and what that yeah. is. When you start stripping away what your identity is. Yeah. Like if you weren't, if if you weren't, an electrician. Yeah. And you weren't black and you weren't a man and you weren't an American and you weren't anything else that you could possibly be. If you weren't any of these uh, titles that you've given yourself, if you weren't a son, if you weren't going to be a father, if you weren't a boyfriend, a brother, if you were none of these things, then what would you be? Mm-hmm. And all of these titles are like layers and a built, like you said, identity called the ego, which I think is here, I guess, for our survival. I think it's for survival. Right? Yeah, we, we definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because it's trying to because it wants you to survive. Yeah. Is it survival or is it just how we maneuver here? Like you just wear these layers of clothing like an outfit yeah because i don't i don't think that it's it's necessary to thrive i truly don't right i don't think that it's necessary to thrive i think that there are people that spend their lives shaving and just chipping away at the ego and and just becoming closer to people you and i spoke about (laughs) we spoke about my place of work and we talked about how large it was and you said yeah, that sounds like one of those places where if apocalypse happens, that's going to be where everybody sets up at. And I said, if that shit happens, that's going to be a war zone. Because any place that can house a lot of people during the apocalypse, people are going to people don't like to share, right? So they're going to be killing one another trying to find space. Mm-hmm. They're doing it today. So and without an apocalypse. So you said, yeah, that's something weird about those types of people that just want to hoard everything. The people at the beginning of the pandemic that were just walking out of there with all of the toilet paper. You don't need all of the toilet paper. Put some of the toilet... My nigga. (laughs) Come on, man. That's crazy. Like, you really don't fuck with other people. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like, when you get to see how people really are. Yeah. You you really don't fuck with other people, huh? Damn, bro, like... Just all for you, huh? Wow. Okay. Uh, uh. I can see you. I can see you standing at the store. I will. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Word. word. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning about you. Okay, motherfucker. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's. I'm not gonna forget this. That's okay. That's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. So, it, it, I was saying, or we. I guess we agreed that it, there's something evolutionary about being the chosen person. 
because a lot of leaders in a lot of places they're they're chosen. Some people have chosen, like real chosen. I don't talk about like fake elections. I'm talking about people rise to the top because they were chosen because they are like noble, dignified people that can be stern and lead. But at the same time, will that leadership and that sternness also come along with knowing how to share and being kind and being compassionate and knowing how to work with people? And that shit is very, very, very important. And so I I don't understand how that's not something that you want to tap into. Being the person that isn't just going to try to take everything for themselves, you want to share with other human beings. But I think before you get there, you have to either be taught or have some miraculous psychonaut-like experience, it could be psychedelic or not, that allows you to look at another human being the same way with the, with just the same connectivity that you've had with yourself. Right. Like you just have to be able to instinctively look at another human being and know I want you to live. I want you to live. Yeah. I want you to thrive. If I can help you get there, I'm I would like to do that as well. You right. have to have that. Man, what you just said, I had an experience like that kind of yesterday and it was weird and it so I was driving home, remember it stormed yesterday? Yeah. And I went and I picked up some food and on the way back, like it was raining hard as shit thunder lightning and there was a woman walking down the street like where the houses are kind of like near clover hill yeah and i looked at it and i was just like that sucks not that it sucks that you're outside but that sucks that i can't pull over and be like yo do you need a ride to your house real quick because of the society that we're in right now that might come off super weird i don't know who she is she doesn't know who i am it sucks that i can't just just like really just offer another human a ride because there's a storm going on right now and it kind of yeah. fucked with me because I was like, damn. Mm. But I knew the storm was going to be quick. And I was like, that sucks. Like, yeah, you that, just drive right home. Like, yeah, that is that is tough. She could live right there in that corner and be right home. I, I don't know. It just sucks that at a time right now. Just to even feel that way. Because you may right. have been able to, and she would have been like, oh, you know, like, thank you, actually, yeah. Or right. or not. And been like, no, I'm completely weird fine. Weirdo trying to pick me up and... Yeah, so you so you never so you never know, but it's it but it sucks that you even have to feel that way. Right. Just trying to be a good person and make a good decision, but yeah. you just feel like ah, but I don't want to. I don't know the climate's not quite right for this. Yeah, it was just like I don't know. And I said it all out. I was like, man, this sucks. Like that. Mm. That sucks. That this is what this is what it is right now. Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's come down to. Yeah. So I I do feel like you can and. And I have made it a conscious decision to chip away at the ego because I feel like that's that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. I don't I think that you can I think that you can thrive with that. I think that you can be that leader. You can try to get away from the ego. And because of that, you connect with people. And because you connect with people and there's power in people and there's power in numbers, then you get elevated. I think that that does happen to people. And you don't have to use the ego as a way of putting other people down mm -hmm. to try to put yourself up or cheat yourself to the top or do any of that sort of deceitful devious type of backdoor shit yeah. simply because you want to further feed your ego because i've seen people feed their ego it's just we yeah. bro it's it gets weird There's, i've seen me do it and i got yeah. weird it's weird it's when a you lot do of that. substances that feed the ego like a lot of the big ones like the alcohol and yeah oh like yeah coke and like oh yeah oh, oh woo! 
Come on, yeah. you take a good line of coke, <laughs> <laughs> Like, nigga, you ready to go. Right. You feel like you on top of the world. You can do. You can talk to people however you want to. You walking around big dick like energy. You, you feel so you. Yeah, I guess that I is feel it. So me, I'm me. Like, you yeah, know, you feel like you want to conquer. It's just ego, ego uh, confirmation. It's just, ah, it's the worst. You know, it's the worst. That's how I used to feel when I did, uh, you know, exorbitant amounts of Adderall. Yeah, like I just, just like, felt, you can just take on the world as Earl. Yeah, I'm out man. Here, Earl about to tear this shit down. Let's oh, go. Oh God. Right. But at the time, uh, it at was, the time I wanted that. You weren't trying to do anything like evil. No, no. You're right. Well, you kind of so didn't see uh, anything wrong with it. You know what it is, and this kind of goes back to being one of these super elites with all this fucking money with your private island and jet and all this. Is I think it's the it's the confirmation, like mm-hmm. you just said. You get to a point where it's been so readily confirmed for you that you are that nigga Mm -hmm. that you start to believe it. And then you think, well, if I got to this place and I have whatever powers I have that got me to this place because you're arrogant enough to think that it's just you that got you there. Then maybe I fucking maybe I am better than them. Maybe I am like. Maybe I'm one of the fucking chosen ones. You start, yeah, you start maybe to maybe I really am fucking better than them, and I and I, I am I'm just reaping what I am deserving of. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I think that that can actually and fuck with can, you, and that can just get, take your mind over. You get too bound to the ego. Oh man, yeah, you got to get away yeah. from that. Yeah, but, you can't you yeah. can't do that shit. But man. at the same time, like um, I I can dive in and out of the ego. I, I can mm-hmm. say like with the game, I can really really appreciate the construct for what it is and then i can dive into the role and operate through it and go on my missions and do what i'm supposed to be doing mm, so you feel like there are times where the ego is is just an instrument it's a tool yeah. that sometimes you just need to use at that point in time yeah. for something 100 percent. I can, I can i can get that yeah i can definitely it get here that. it exists. yeah I, yeah that's very true it does exist you know that's wild man like the more and more you open your mind and you can just very easily look like appraise something or examine it and and see the detriment in it or how it could go wrong you could still just still but then there's still but wait but wait you could still use this though it's it's just like technology technology can ruin your fucking mind (laughs) if you allow it to right but it can also just be a tool just like everything else all these drugs we've talked about it can ruin your mind if you abuse it. Right. But it can. That's bro. That's why and the that's, fucking yin and yang makes yeah. so much sense. That's I mean, why that's, balance makes so much. And sense. And that's what I was saying with like everything just is. It, right. You did say that it, the other it day. It just is. It just is. It just is. Growing up, did you know what people meant when they said it is what it is? When pe- first of all, I don't know if people know what they're saying when they, they say that. I don't think they know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Because I think people are just saying it don't matter. It's whatever. Yeah, I think that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. It don't matter. That's what they mean. But that's not what it means. No, it is what it is. What it is, like it's just that. That's right. You have your perception of it. You have your emotional investment in it. Right. You have your, you know, preconceived notion of it, but. That's separate from what it actually is. It's right. just that thing. That's it. No, that is a really cool place to be able to get to where you can start looking at things and detach your ego from it. And you just like see it. Yeah. Just you just like see it huh. for what it is. Right. Completely detached. And that's what people have to do in order for a lot of this argument, all these arguments and, you know, trying to fucking get at each other's neck. Because you have a, you have a horse in the race. You have a dog in the fight. 
<laughs> and as long as you are invested that way, you'll never see it for exactly what it is. No. You you have to learn how to it, emotions aren't bad. You can use those as well and right. use them to understand other human beings. But if you are to truly see something for everything it is, you have to detach your emotions from it. You have to just and and then see what your emotions look like over top of it afterwards yeah. or beforehand, whatever. But there has to be some point in the process where you detach your ego from that thing. So you can just yeah. see the story play out and you can just see it completely objectively, completely objectively. No subjective reality layered on top of it at all. You can just really see what it is. And why why does it affect you the way it does? Right. And that's where I'm starting to talk about where these conversations come into play. When you start asking those questions, you start to get answers. You're like, wait, like, oh, I'm having a free-flowing conversation with myself right now. And this is kind of working. It's kind of helping me see things for what they are and not really fighting for what I want them to be. That's, that's, big. that's huge. That's uh, it. That's it. I forgot the, forgot the guy's name that I... It comes up on my Oak Meditation app, but I put it on on Instagram. But it's just this quote. I've said it a few times that it's much better to see things how they truly are as opposed to how we make them up in our minds. Yes, that's that's powerful. That's fucking deep. Yeah, that's man. that's definitely that's definitely the truth. Yeah, these all these. So, what was your most recent sort of thought, or what was your most recent experience? Like, how did it go? I mean. It went, I was just observing. Yeah. Just straight observing. I made a little tea. Right. Out when we went to the beach, you know? And it's funny because I, normally when I go on vacation, I do a lot of drinking because that's my time to destroy and destruct. Go, go, go. Yo, <laughs> sure, that's a wild, just, just, a know, wild concept. That's my way to I, destroy Because, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working out every day. I'm eating healthy every day. So I take those couple of days and I just go, let me just... Let me just feed into the ego for like four days. Okay. And just destroy. That way when I get back, I'll have something to kick in and like, let me undo all that. Mm. It's like a, I use it as like another driving Okay. Factor. Okay. But this time I made a little tea and with psilocybin, let me be clear. Mm. And I was just observing. I did a lot of observing because the room we had was looking at the beach. And when we went down to the beach, like we're laying out. There's people all around. And I didn't want to engage with people not because i was opposed to it but because i was so focused on just observing everything around me and just looking at every how people interacted with themselves everybody here is happy the sun's beaming down the weather's perfect it was just like a, a moment of just enjoying the moment yeah very present so I wasn't actively like running up on people like, hey, what's going on, man? I wasn't doing none of that shit. That, I didn't think that, that you would. That they depict in like the movies. It's just so just different from what people get these ideas of what things are. But that's Are they still doing that in movies? Are they still probably. showing cause I don't know what movies that would be, but are they still showing people that do psychedelics as just like complete yeah, air, like airheads? Watch like Midsummer. They made people like Oh they yeah, did some, they did some nut shit. <laughs> well, I think that that was, <laughs> I think that that was mixed into a different culture and a cult. Yeah, I think that that like that was, like that was something locked into a bunch of other different things. It was yeah. like one of those Russian <laughs> dolls where they just keep popping out of yeah. one another. Yeah, I think that there were psychedelics used for sure, but that was encased in a bunch of other yeah. different stuff. It wasn't just the psychedelics that made these people crazy. Yeah, that was a that was I a mean, very fascinating movie. <laughs> I remember when 
it was like during that funeral type of thing or that ritual where the old people would jump Jumped off the and cliff and just just man, kill themselves. Man. And the so these kids, they well, they weren't kids; they were in college. They were probably yeah. in like what what school you call that when you're out of like the first th- four years? You're, they're probably graduate. Yeah, well, no, they're probably getting their, their masters yeah. or something like that in anthropology. Yeah, and so they decided to take some trip over some fucking where, and they were just doing their dissertation, I believe, on anthropology and whatever this place was. And they took a trip, and because, and this is one of those things where, in horror movies, this actually works out because you say, no one's sticking around for this type of thing. Two old people just jumped off a cliff, killed themselves. Everyone in the town is watching. Nobody we know is sticking around. But this is where this actually does play out and it checks out because you, I don't know if you hang around anthropology majors. I don't necessarily, but you could you could tell me that anthropology majors would stick around yeah. because oh, their right. whole thing is yeah. studying yeah, human beings. Around, but there's, there's somebody. So they're like, no, this is just another culture, which the guy, the main guy said. Yeah. He was like, listen, come on. You Somebody's know, got to do it. You know that this is just another culture. They just do it here. If you come to America and then this is where it hit home. If you come to America, they would probably think that it's really weird that we just throw a bunch of old folks in a fucking home somewhere yeah. and we don't take care of them. We don't live with them. Weird. We just put them in a fucking home somewhere all together. So when you look at it from an outside perspective, yeah. because we're so ethnocentric a lot of the time, putting a, all of our old folks now, again, the varying cultures that don't do that. Yeah. But for a lot of us, we knew a lot of old people in families that just got put in homes. Yeah. We didn't do that in my family, but other people do that. Yeah. And that could be very weird from the outside. So they fucking stuck around. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But the point is that movie was was they were doing some different stuff outside of just the psychedelic yeah. experience. That too. But yeah, no, I didn't expect for you to just be running around on the beach like, what's up, man? Like, yeah. we're all connected. Yeah, yeah. We gotta be together. Let's hold yeah. hands and run into the waves together. <laughs> I think we have to feel Mother Earth. Bury me, man. Poseidon. <laughs> I think that comes from like the. Um... <laughs> Did you say bury me, man? Yeah, bury me in the sand, man. I think that comes from like people with pop culture movies, the way they depict things is people just using things. The way they're not supposed to be used, that too. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's. Remember, I talked about the Santo Daime churches a long time ago. It was just where people were using, I think, psychedelic drugs in the churches, and I was like, "You, like there are there are yeah. certain churches where they are getting sanctioned." So in states where I have seen this, yeah. So there Actually, are states where psychedelic drugs are yes. not pro, I, or prohibited. Or, no, I'm sorry. They're not. They're not. You know, they're they're unlawful. Yeah. Right. They're not legalized. They're not decriminalized. But if you're a church, if you're a religious center, then you can be sanctioned to have them. So there are certain yeah. churches where they use these rituals. And there have been, you know, villages and cultures for millennia that have used plants for rituals. Right. So it's just about how you go about using them, how you grow up looking at them. A lot of people look at it, again, speaking about going to church, like they're having a real religious, spiritual, yep. God-like conversation they do a god-like really conversation and maybe that's that's what maybe that's what they experience it's not what happens to me though right you know maybe that's what they truly experience for me it's really just and it's not even like this is something that i do often the last time i had an experience like this was what eight years ago 2014 so this is not something that i'm actively out 
living my life to do. It's just something that kind of come comes across almost like you, we were talking about the idea just pops in and it's like, oh, I need to have a conversation with myself. There's something that needs to be said here. And it was really just observance. I've been practicing observance for, I don't even know, maybe a strong six months to a year now. But so what do you what do you do for that? I just look at things, man. I'll start off by saying this table is hard or this floor is kind of soft. Okay. And look at the lights. Like, I just get really focused on, oh, this is what I'm perceiving. This is the construct right now. I start with there. Right. Stone Cold slams over. And I get into that. It, it helps me with a lot of different aspects of life. If I'm doing something hard at work, like I'm trying to reach back real far and turn this screw so I can hit this switch, I can just... Breathe. Oh, there it is. And see it without even feel like actually seeing it. Or if I'm in like a workout where it feels like I'm getting ready to die. And then I'm just like, I just stop and observe each single rep for what it is. Oh, I pick the weight up and then I drop under it. And then I stand all the way up and I breathe at this point. I just, I just kind of slow everything down around me. And it's mindfulness. That's what it is. Yeah. It's mindfulness. Yeah. It's just I'm just describing it in a long. Form. I was I wasn't even going because I as soon as you started talking, as soon as you started saying this table's hard, the very first thing you said, the floor is soft. Yeah, I was there was something in me that was going to say this is mindfulness, but this conversation had me so open minded. I was like, I'm not even going to say that. Yeah, because it's whatever it is you want it to be. It it is what it is you're you're saying that it is, and right. it can just be that. It doesn't have right. to be attached to mindfulness, but. That is that is what that is. Whatever it is, you're getting it. Right. Because again, some people don't like the terminology, and as soon as they hear something that you know has been attached to something or someone right. they don't like or they feel like is not credible, then right. they're not they're they're shut off from it. Yeah. So what these substances, especially with like DMT or LSD, psilocybin mushrooms, weed, if you're if people that are Telling people to do these things so you could see the this and see you the can, other side. You can open your mind and you can see all the dimensions. Like it's just kind of like no, like no, that's it's not what it is. First, start off with just learn your mind sober, master that world, like because that could take you all life to master that world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's for everybody. No, I no. Do, I do not think that it's not for at everybody. all. Not not at all. I I don't I don't even think it's for people who are who actively do it a lot because I think they're just wasting their time trying to get to a point in their mind that they're not getting to because they're not even looking at themselves as the observer of what's being constructed in front of them. They're trying to leave reality a lot. We were talking about reality. They're trying to leave reality. And that's not what it's for. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, that gets that gets really weird because you can because you can as I was saying before, just live there if you want to. Yeah. Like those people that were going into those little speakeasies in the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio and just going away in the dream world. Yeah. Like why not? Like if yeah. it's I'm here, I'm with my loved one. Same with. Yeah. I'm constructing my own world. Like, what do you mean? It's not real. Like, I, I, I'm as long as yeah. I'm here, it's real. It's whatever. That's why it's like a lot of sleeping a lot. As they say, it's a, it's a, a symptom of depression because you're trying to leave reality. 
people that drink heavy. I think a lot of these things, you're leaving reality, trying to go somewhere different and not conversating with your mind, having those difficult conversations. Mm. Like it's, so I started looking at- Damn, trying to sleep a lot. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. I guess I've never had a conversation about it, but using sleep like you would any of these other vices to escape. Yeah. Like when people go to jail a lot, well, when people go to jail, like the first thing they'll do a lot is just try to sleep. Mm. I'm going to just stay asleep as long as I can. Like that way I don't have to be here. I'll just be dreaming. I'll wake up, eat, and then I'll go back to sleep. Man, I guess you use Wow. Right. You use everything like that. People literally read books to escape. Yeah. Like you think that it's just, oh, it's great. You're reading books. But no, some people do that simply to escape reality. Yeah. They're not using it to think or to, to gain new perspective on anything. They're just using it to escape. Yeah. Video games. It's not because you just really, really enjoy the technicality of this video game or the artistry behind the CGI or any of that sort of stuff. It's just, I just yeah. want to escape. Yeah. I just want to leave. Yeah. I think that's that's a place where people got to start. I don't even, they don't even got to start. But if you're someone who's looking for how to understand and navigate the world, just start with yourself. As simple as just drive with nothing on. Force yourself to think. And I know people get those bad thoughts that creep in and things that bother them. But that's literally just a difficult conversation you're having with yourself. You'll think it through. And almost every time you'll figure out the problem is not nearly as big as what the ego's making it seem to be. You So you're an optimist. Yeah. That sounds like an optimistic view. Like you yeah. will figure it out. You will think it through. I'm yeah. not as optimistic as you. Yeah, I mean, I'm. There's something yeah. about me that I think. I think that I sound like yeah. I'm you. I sound yeah. like I'm optimistic, but I'm not. When I when it comes to, I don't think that everyone's going to solve that problem. I don't think that everyone's going to think that through. Well, not every. I'm talking people about people are people can be very bad thinkers yes like that is a that's a real thing yeah. people have a really hard time thinking complex ideas through yeah and having difficult conversations with themselves or anyone else so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't just always end up at a good place where now there's understanding amongst oneself it doesn't true. go like that sometimes you just think about it long enough to drive yourself fucking crazy that's very true and that's a place where it's like damn that sucks because <laughs> The way that I think, I think forward. Mm. I don't think backwards. So I think kind of like I, I see where reality's headed, and I see where I want it to head, and I try to think and make decisions for it to head that way. I don't think backwards of what's gone wrong in the past and why. If I do this, it'll just be like that back then. No, I think very forward, mm. and I don't know if everybody does that. Well, I mean, I think that people. I mean, there's there's mixtures of this. Like you'd want to try to think in the past to correct for the future, in certain senses. Like so, this is what I so this is uh, yesterday. I walked outside. I you know I saw a few guys at a gas station. I walked up to them, slapped one of them in the face. <laughs> right? They beat the shit out of me. Today I'm gonna not do that. Yeah. Because yesterday I got the shit beat out of me for doing that thing. So you make these course corrections of course. because of that. I don't think that you have to necessarily wallow in in the past, yeah. but but you can but you have to use those things as tools to be able to know what that course correction is like for that rhythm 
for that possible future that you're envisioning. Yeah. Like that, like that, that, that data of how to move in the future has to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You definitely use, you know, past experiences to guide yourself to not make the same mistakes. Yeah, that was in the Napoleon Hill book, too. He was saying, and this, it was beautifully said, I'm not going to get it right, but paraphrasing that people are successful to the degree that they have failed. Mm-hmm. I remember like, that. Oh, I remember that. Like, actually, I may have said it actually he verbatim. Said, he said that pretty early in he the book. Did, he yeah, did. He did. He did. Early in the book. Because that was when he was just letting you know that he was that his whole shtick was going around and interviewing not just a l- bunch of successful people, but more fails. Yes. More failures. Yep. And and that's and I think that's where this idea of the devil coming had overcome him. Yeah. Was him just interviewing a bunch of people that felt like they had failed in life and trying to make all the correlates between these people. Right. That's that's fucking insane. People are successful to the degree in which they have failed. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's I fucking mean, awesome. But if you haven't failed, then you don't know how to succeed. Unless you just get very lucky, I guess. Yeah. Because But then again, are you lucky? Luck isn't... That's not a, a fail-proof philosophy. That's that doesn't give you longevity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd have to be success. If you're successful in the long run, you've had to make a, a ton of failures yeah. to know what not to do. Right. In order to. Keep I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that gives you longevity. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. I haven't had an I haven't had a psychedelic experience in a long time. Uh, but I've made a lot of changes right. as of recent. So your mindfulness has been last, you said six months to a year. It's somewhere. been longer than that, but I couldn't put a conscious thought that I was even doing it. Right. Right. Like I didn't even consciously know that I was being mindful. It was like a slow, steady. Then it came to me like, damn, I'm doing it. I guess it might've come from listening to the pod a lot or even other podcasts about mindfulness. I was like, damn, I, I kind of do this already. Right. And then it just strengthened it. And I was just like, I do this all the time. Now, am I doing this shit too much? I started thinking, like, mm. bro, I will literally, like, drive an hour home. No music. Just straight mindfulness. It'll get to the point where now I'm, I'm having the thoughts on them. I'm getting them through the brain. I'll start, I'll literally talk out loud to myself to the point where, like, I'll be sitting at a red light. And I'm like, damn, let me pick up my phone and act like I'm talking to somebody. Because I'm pretty sure I look <laughs> fucking crazy right now. But I'm having a great conversation with myself. Right. People would definitely, if you were talking, people would definitely assume that you have some Bro. some microphone going. You're talking to someone. Right. No one, no one's gonna assume that you're really talking to yourself. <laughs> but then I'll put there's like a there's an yeah. earpiece I'm not seeing yeah. or something going on. But then on. I'll just be like, hey man, whatever. Like yeah, or that too. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the better option. But then I just laugh at myself like, damn, like, but there's nothing wrong with this. All I'm doing is just thinking out just problems and solutions. I think it's another reason why I don't really stress hard about a lot of things. I think stress is just difficult conversations that aren't being finished. Mm. You're just thinking, oh, I got to do this. Oh, shit. And, you just, and then you uh, move on. Yeah, right. Without actually getting to a resolution right. about it. Yeah, it's unfinished. It's unfinished conversations. It's just like a text message. You read it and you didn't say anything back to it. You saw it calling. You didn't answer the phone. There's think, no there's no resolve in that. Yeah, you you just, you just no conclusion. Bombarding your bombarding yourself with these these thoughts, with these and, unfinished and, and people, threads. I know people can't um like not think because there's people who you know what I mean. People are like, man, I, I just think too much. And I'm like, bro, you don't understand. That's such a good thing. Like think those thoughts through. Like really, like you said, you will lay down and you will think of uh, conversations that you haven't even had yet with people. Same thing. Like 
think that thought through. Think it. Think it. Think on it hard. Use that energy. It's not going to turn out bad because you thought about it. Yeah, it's just there's just a process to thinking. People have a hard time of like weighing ideas and relating them to other ones. It, it's it's very I under it's a very very difficult thing. And I, you know, you talk about how you started listening to other podcasts and started just gaining insight from all different sorts of things. I'm certain of it. And you just thought, oh man, this is actually something I already kind of do. That's why when I speak of this Dale Carnegie book, The Art of Public Speaking, because I got the book. One, it was like the only one left. It was like some mystic shit. It was like the only one left. Mm-hmm. I'd walked into Barnes and Nobles and there was a bunch of other just like classic stories like Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland and a bunch of stuff like that. Then you had this book and it was the only one left. And I think I was going to try to find a communications book. I was trying to find something to elevate yeah. pod content. We were just trying to. I was just, trying to find something. Mm-hmm. I need something communications. I want to build myself yeah. as a potter and just yeah. as an orator and just interlocutor in, in the world, right? And so I saw that and I was like, mm, it's got like a nice embroidered cover and all sorts of shit like that. And I just went over there and picked it up. And I read this book and it's the weirdest fucking thing because <laughs> it's a book like... Yep, I know what you're going to say. It's a book like the Outwitting the Devil in the sense that these authors that wrote this book wrote it so that the people that can understand it, understand it. Right. They didn't write it to be a bestseller. And for it to just appease the masses. So when you read these words, it's like you're speaking to very specific people. Yeah. It's almost scary. It's kind of scary. It's like, what like, the fuck? You start thinking crazy. Like, did he write this book? Was this book here for me to find? Like, you start thinking weird shit. Like, like, th- like th- it's it, it's definitely for a specific demographic right. that think a certain way. Right. And would And would, because I was asking you, how many people are even getting through Outwitting the Devil? Like, once you read... Five mm-hmm. chapters, like, and you may not even get that far. You can be like, "What is this stuff?" Like, it yeah. seems like these things are like it seems cryptic. You're right, it, you know. But it's but if you know, you know. You read it faster. I think you read it faster because these things are speaking to you're you. Like, he even the? said that in the book. Yeah, the people that you're even trying to convert, they're not even worth the time. It's not even going to happen. Right. They're going to look at this and they're going to they're going to burn this. Yeah. This ain't going to mean nothing to them. And like to have that insight and to be privy of that as you're writing something that you want to put out. People don't want to hear this shit, but I have yeah. to put it out. And that's the same thing I got from that book. I'm reading it and they're talking about being a true observer. Being, they say, out of like a million men, there's a thousand that can think. And out of a thousand that can think, there's only one that can see. Mm. And that that person that can see their mind is like, their eyes are like a suction cup. They're walking around everywhere. And this is mindfulness without using the word mindfulness. In the uh, in the Napoleon Hill book, they use the word deliberate or definitiveness. That's yeah. that's what would be intention today. But that's what, um, I think her name was Sharon Letcher that did all the uh, uh, annotations in that book. That's what she said in one of her annotations. This word definitiveness that he keeps using we would now say in this age, intention. So you can just sub that in. But to to write these things, that's that's just wild. They're talking about the suction cup and just the true author or true observer that's going to be a great orator is just 
constantly taking in. There's never a, there's never a moment where they're not working, it, but it becomes conditioned. It's just first nature now where you're picking up every glance. Anytime everyone anyone looks at you, you like capture the glance. And it, it, it's now encased in your mind. You can use that somewhere. Anytime you hear things that are that you see as important, you'll bring that in. You get all the other shit, you throw it out because there's only but so much room you can keep stuff in. So you throw all the unimportant stuff out, you keep all the golden nuggets, but you're constantly absorbing as you go through the day. And they talk about how most people only see sermons and books and and what they say in, in running brooks and or in stones and running brooks, as opposed to seeing sermons in stones in running or in books in running brooks. That means you have to look for a sermon inside of a book. I can look at a running brook and see a book. I can see a sermon in a stone. There are people that there there are people that have gone out and said, fuck just all this scientific research. Like I'm just gonna, I mean, in some sense, this is scientific yeah. research. I'm just going to look. I'm just gonna observe stuff. And people come away from just being in the woods for a week or two weeks by themselves. Man. And they, they have like some understanding of life that other people don't, that have been going to university yeah. for 10 years. And you're like, what did you do out there? <laughs> like I was just by myself, just looking at stuff. But if you don't have that sight to be able to just look at things and gain insight, that's the wildest thing. But we just have different vision. We're just yeah. looking at things and gaining completely different insight and data from things that seem completely insipid and completely inanimate and, you know, just nothing vapid and vacuous to other people. It really like, is. Like, what could you possibly get from just looking at a rock? What could you get from that? I think that's what you get born with. You know, little kids have that. Everybody knows that, that that's what they stand apart, that imagination. I'm I'm an optimist. I think that everybody has it. I think everybody has that ability somewhere. I think I think everyone's born with it. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yes. I believe everyone's I believe born, everybody's with born with it. But I don't life, know what happens. Like, life so life gets at you. People yeah. people scare the shit at there's a ton of stuff that happens. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to believe my daddy wasn't going to allow me to believe in a white man that came down a chimney that we didn't have, okay, that comes and, and rides on a fucking sleigh with reindeer pulling it through the sky to come give me gifts. He was like, nope, I work hard. I bought these gifts. I bought these gifts. gifts. Matter of fact, get in the car. We're going to Toys R Us yeah. right now. And he took Didn't us to Toys R Us. take you and just, y'all go, give get, you go, go get it. it. And we got the toys. Yeah. And he was like, see? Now you have the toys because yeah. I brought you here and I purchased yeah. them. You saw that happen. Yeah. Ain't no Santa Claus. Yeah. So we didn't get to believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. We There was no, I tried the tooth fairy. I put teeth under my motherfucker. Mm. When I woke up the next morning, my teeth were still there. Wasn't no fucking money, <laughs> right? Wasn't allowed to believe in that. Yeah. Eastern Bunny, I mean, we enjoyed running around doing Easter egg hunts, but we didn't Man, fucking believe no in bunny. no bunny. With no bunny. So we weren't, I didn't grow up just believing in these stories. So as I grew up, I, I was questioning stuff. I question things yeah. that other people believed in. Like, eh, are you sure? Yeah. Eh, are you sure? Nah, I don't know about that. And so I question things. Some people, they get to believe everything. Mm -hmm. Right? So that that does something to you. I'm not going to say you can't break out of it, but it does something to you. Mm -hmm. Then there's just scaring people. If you don't do these sets of things, That's it. you're going to burn in hell for yeah. eternity. That's scary. Mm -hmm. I've known Very. people say to me, yo, like I'm no longer a part of that faction of people. 
But I remember being terrified yeah. about doing things that were not on that that Ten Commandment. I was terrified yeah. of yeah. committing a crime. Of That's any wild. of those sorts. Like, I was absolutely t- thinking I was going to go to hell. Yeah. I remember thinking, so-and-so doesn't go to church. I had a friend tell me, actually, I had the lady tell me that she grew up and I think, like, her mom wasn't going to church. Like, her dad was huge in it, but her mom yeah. wasn't going to church. And she was like, she's she was, I think she saw the ball and she was like, dad, like, mom's going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to burn. And, like, why aren't we doing anything about it? Like, we have to say she's going to die. She's going to mm-hmm. burn forever, Dad. Like, that sort of terror in a small child That's crazy. is not right. That's just not right, bro. That's it's the same that we look at beating the shit out of your child now. Right? Like, we yeah. were getting our ass whooped. I was getting my yeah. ass whooped. But now we don't. There's still some people yeah. doing it and still will be doing it. But for the most part, we kind of look at it like, oh, we should try to find a different way of doing it. So much talking that could be. A lot of it, if you yeah. pay attention. Yeah. But you also have to feel like you have the time right. to pay attention, which is why right. I know a lot of people overlooked it and don't want to you know, watch it. But that end time movie with Justin Timberlake, just because Justin Timberlake's in it don't mean it's not a good movie. It's a good movie. I'll be watching that. It's a good fucking I'll movie. I'll watch it like once a good year. Okay. Who is that? And Amanda Seyfried? I think that was the that's chick a, too. Was, and Amanda's my chair, yo. I love Man. Amanda. She's great. Is she the one that... She's, she has big old eyes. she the one that's in Dropout right now? Uh, I wouldn't know. It's on Hulu. It's about... Um, Probably, because I've seen her Holmes. something new. It's about Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah. Oh, then it might be. Elizabeth yeah. Holmes is the, the manufacturer of like the Theranos, yes. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I got to watch that. Because I've read be the her. book, but I got to watch that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> that story is so crazy. But anyway, so yeah, people just get absolutely terrified mm-hmm. as a young person. And right. so that that hinders a whole lot of stuff. Then it's the education system that comes next. How, are yeah. people being taught to memorize ideas, memorize other people's ideas and be able to recite them? Yes. Are they being taught how to think for themselves? It's in the book. It's in the book. All this stuff is in there. So it's crazy. These that. are all the things that stop people from getting to this point that you're talking about. Right. Of being able to sit in the car right. with themselves and just and think is, through stuff and let stuff process. Yeah. And it's almost like you were talking about how you felt like those books were like, there are four people who are already on that type of thinking. It's why I kind of stopped around like 20, what, 14-ish? Mm. I kind of like wasn't really like trying to push towards this level of thinking because I thought like either I'm crazy or... Like, nobody wants to hear this, but I was just kind of like, it's whatever. So I kind of stopped, and I started realizing when it would just pop up naturally, it was almost like I was finding people who were having the same thoughts that I was having. I was like, damn. So y'all exploring the mind. Like, I see. I see what it is. Everyone learns that. Yeah. Every time you get a new toy as a kid, you're like, you want to show people, hey, look at the new toy. I got yeah. this. The action figure. The legs go up, and you push this button, and he punches the guy in the face. <laughs> oh, wait, like, that all this. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make it look really cool? Yeah, you're doing all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, of course. So when you so when you feel like you've broken out of the system, and you got a whole new set of codes. Yeah, you woke. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Woke. You feel like I that. that <laughs> of course. I fucking... Because because as soon as it's oversaturated, it's no longer that thing. So everybody can't be woke. So that yeah. means everybody sleep. Yeah. And I and as I told Jessica, I actually believe people are sleepwalking. I that's I, I it's it's yeah. not even that's an actual take of mine. I actually yeah. think that people are sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 
God damn, that's that's just yeah. that's just the way it is. People are just absolutely terrified, and they get in these grooves that are given to them. But you can't run around, especially because when you're new and you're excited, that delivery is terrible. Yeah, the delivery is terrible because yeah, you're man. just like so adamant about getting yeah, people to see it. To you, it would it seemed like it was that easy. So you feel like, oh, I could just tell this person to do this one thing, and then they could start thinking clearly too. And Nope. Nah. Nope. You learn. You learn. And maybe, yeah. maybe you, you know, you take a step back and then maybe you try to come back and, you know, approach it a different way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, no, still yeah. not that. Okay. Yeah. You, nah. I like to say you can't teach or force understanding. No. You can only just speak on your experiences. That's, you, that's really it. Speak on your experiences and just, and just live, live them. Yeah. Live. If you, if you practice what you preach, that's the best way. Everything it's, just it's, is. It's, it's just, the, it's the best way. If anyone is to gain anything from you, it's going to be by observing you, right? By watching you, because because people have to feel like something came up to them, like came up from them, like in their mind. Inception. Yeah, exactly. You have to incept their mind, and the only way to truly do that is to just simply live in all of your fucking glory. And then people are gonna be like, "Hmm, I want to know what that's like." Yeah, I remember um, talking to somebody who is uh, book five. Mm. That's the fifth year of the apprenticeship. I was a book two at the time, and they're asking me for tips on like how to like save their money. And I guess I was making it sound too easy, but I just because I was trying to show them step by step on how I just uh, keep track of every transaction, literally. And they were just like, "Man, this sounds like so much." And I was like, "Damn, it's it's kind of hard to explain understanding." I can just tell them what I what I do. It took a couple of days, but I I mean yeah I got him right. That's all you can do. Yeah. If if he asks, pretty I talked to Keon about this on here a long time ago. At the end of the day, I just I don't do anything unsolicited. Yeah, like I'm never yeah, just yeah. walking up to you and just starting to talk. The only way you'll be able to figure out how I think about stuff is if you come sit down. We have a conversation yeah. about it. Like if you if you are digging for that sort of yeah. content, then that will come out. Aside from that. I'm going to just chop it up with people and talk about whatever it right. is they usually like to talk or about. I'll chop it up and I'll hear them throw little things in there. So I'll kind of just toss little nuggets just to right, see what right, their right. response is. You guys are both tossing a little bait out to yeah. one another. So I'll, I'll let them get this shit off a little bit more. And then maybe after like day five, I'm like, all right, so this is how I'll be seeing it. And I'll break it down. Like, see, that's why I fuck with you. That's why I already, I already knew you was a real one. And I, Dude, that work I've been talking to is hilarious. That's how, man. and someone said those words specifically. That's right. why you just had it off right. the top of your head. That's why I, that's why I fuck with you, Mike. Because you be doing the same shit I'll be on. <laughs> it's exciting when you come yeah. across those people. It is. It's exciting when you come across those people. Because, you know, I mean, I, I stopped having certain expectations for people a long time ago yeah right and it's and it's and i'm i say it's kind of getting lower and lower just as i as i go along i it just it just does man it just does i see enough every day i see enough i see enough every day and again that's why i'm i'm not i'm not an optimist in the sense that i think that everybody's going to get to some point of high enlightenment that cures them of so much undue suffering and ailment that they bring upon themselves unknowingly. I, I, I just don't think that that's going to be the case. I think that when you do something long enough, I've said this before as well, people are so good at getting good at things. They're so good at Man. it. 
and that does not that does not neglect or negate the option of also getting good at being bad you can yeah. get really really good at practicing bad things or detrimental or closed-minded things and if you are doing that you're closing the circuit mm -hmm. and there's going to be no new awesome ideas that come through none of that yeah None of that new eye-opening, enlightening wisdom that shoots through and makes you think differently about everything that you've yeah. None of that's turning, going to happen. Turn, just putting the antenna down, folding it up, radio on, but ain't nothing, coming, ain't nothing coming through. We're on cars with the antenna. That's <laughs> That's... The perfect imagery for it. <laughs> Radio on, but just pulling that antenna all the way down, folding it up, putting that shit in a closet. Like, exactly. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing. Just white noise. Ain't nothing else, man. Yeah. Damn. But it's also like. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, oh, man. We got to have a, a moment of silence for them as well as a moment of silence for our gratitude. Just let's give yeah. it. Let's give it two seconds. All right. Continue. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, you're not an optimist. I think I thought of it. I'm more of like a very open, inviting, neutral. Okay. Okay. So like. Okay. Here's an example, if because I drive to that damn city, <laughs> that damn city. every day and drive home, <laughs> and I, there's been multiple times when I've avoided accidents from people who are not paying attention. I don't even use my horn. I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I feel you. I just avoid it. Like, oh, okay, now are you paying attention now? All right, now let's drive, and. Because I, there's no point in me honking the horn all hard. It's not going to correct their thought pattern. That might just cause them to uh, and smack into something else. So I, I just avoid it, do what I got to do, and we just survive. There's <laughs> been times when people have just come barreling through. Their light's clearly red. I'm the first car of the green. But I look. Oh, okay, he's still driving. So I'll just creep close enough to where it's going to look scary to him. They scared, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, it's gotta start. Start looking, man. Like, oh man. I look backwards when I'm slamming on brakes because people slam on brakes Ooh. all the time. I know how much room I have because I don't be up on people. Right. But I'm always looking in my rear view when I'm slamming on brakes because there's always somebody. There's plenty of times where I've seen, oh, okay. So I had to swerve to the side. Now they're slamming on brakes, scorching to not hit the car that was in front of me, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw you." No honking on brakes, no cussing nobody out, none of that. I'm just, hey, man. It's very wild because driving cars, can't it's it's the it's it's a death mobile. Yeah, it's so deadly, and I think because it's so normalized, so many, so many people do it. Like you just, you don't yeah. think about it as much. Yeah, it's like you all any of these days could be that day. It's because there's so many other brains controlling cars individually nobody's in sync together so you can just throw okay, so clearly you're in favor of a hive oh. hive mind oh, between these yeah, I, automatons I, I know that it can go wrong and somebody can hack it and make everybody's car go 100 miles an hour oh, and smack i know that's a possibility that's crazy i know that's a possibility but like people don't even practice the art of looking like four cars ahead for brake lights 
You know, yeah. I'm looking at the farthest brake light ahead of me that I can see. So if I see that, I know I can just let off the gas. If I see the next one, I can just I can still wait. I don't have to even tap the brake yet. You know, but if there was a, a way for cars to communicate with each other that, hey, four cars up, this guy's going to try to get over. That one could just could slow down as a group that we can get over. It wouldn't even be like a incident. So. So when we were on the, we were texting in the ALW chat the other day when we had gotten word that this this guy had killed his grandma and then ran into school and shot 16 children and two adults, right? And you were saying, you let off your text message with people are not happy with themselves in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not. And they're constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're comparing themselves to everyone else. And when you do that, there's always going to be somebody that has more, is doing better in some way, shape, form, fashion. Yeah. So so do you have any sense of what you feel like could be done? Now, I, I know that everyone has their own neurochemistry, their own background, their own DNA. But do you think that there's anything that we could do that would that would cast a large net over as many people as possible that would be like a one-size-fits-all, even though I know it doesn't really exist, but a one-size-fits-all remedy, like something that people should do or or try to think about that would get them out of feeling being in that sort of space. Because like, that's wild. I've been saying yeah. that we're going to be seeing the ramifications of yeah. of COVID for a yeah, very yeah, yeah. long time. People are not healed yeah. and haven't been healed. They weren't healed before that. So they definitely are healed now, and there's there's just a ton of stuff going on. So what like what do you do? You have any sense of what? I don't have like a oh everybody needs to do this or everybody should do that. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. I think it's a large collection of a bunch of decisions that need to be made at small scale going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like we should be getting kindergartners into mindfulness. You know, we should be having places where people can just go and release whatever kind of frustration that they have that's what you're gonna build up that destruction fucking free that destruction playground yeah i mean like (laughs) the best place is the gym but i mean you know but i mean (laughs) there's just look look, then you get to a point where you don't even want to look look what just happened you get to (laughs) i feel like there's a point and i felt this in myself there's a and we've actually kind of touched on this for a second. I'm sorry I cut you off through yeah, your, yeah, through your answer, but I feel like there's a point where you learn certain things and you learn them to the degree that you understand that most people are not going to do the right. things that you're willing to do right to be where you are. And then once that happens, you stop sharing information yes with people. And that's a little bit of what you just talked about. Like you we stop sharing information with people and i feel like that happens all yeah. of the time when people become elites and they found you know new ways of nutrition and gaining new money and investing and living yeah. like they know it it's a bunch of kanye used to talk about this in fashion houses there's a ton of information and a bunch of people have it but they don't they don't want to share it it could be mm-hmm. because they're selfish and they don't want other people to have it it could simply be because they don't. Fit, they could tell you. To, they could all come out. All the Illuminati. It could be all the <laughs> yeah, NBA yeah. and all the stars. Beyonce, Jay Z. Everybody come floating out together in their black capes. <laughs> and they just like, and they're like, do this yeah. thing. 
Okay, do these. It's their own Ten Commandments. All right. Do these ten things daily, and your life will become better. And then they just go back into the smoke. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people that are not going to do those things. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah, I feel like that's a huge thing. That's why I've said I just don't think that there's like this one flip. I mean, switch we can just flip to fix everything. I think it just starts with very small decisions on like small scale all the way up like i think it's both mental health and guns they both can be true we don't see us allowed to we're not allowed to just buy nukes yeah that would be crazy if people could just buy nuclear weapons and also people in other just more pragmatic people in other countries are are clearly not firing each other up that's what i'm saying like you can look around at other places and see where it's not happening and it's not a problem. What do they do across the board when it comes to things like healthcare, childcare, uh, parental leave, sick days? Like the people are happier. People here aren't happy, and the system's set up to they're just supposed to consume a lot of shit. Go to these places, stunt. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not in shape and stunting, nigga, what you doing? You need to want to be me. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that is the. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just a weird. That's a weird concept. We were talking about you know narcissists before, people that are just living in their own world and everyone just sort of being an avatar around it. It's it's really weird coming into contact with people that just they're just they can't wait. To make someone else feel lesser than, mm-hmm. it's re- it's really weird feeling like you have like we have to climb this ladder yeah. and and be better and, than the next person. And I know that if that's how you function, I know that like truly, you're still looking up to where the people who you believe are above you, and you're you're just trying real hard to get to that level now, and you want to keep climbing when, bro, that you're fine. <laughs> like, like you're you're fine. What's that? Um, what was that thing you sent us about how they did the uh, study about people making money and the happiness? Oh, gross national happiness yeah. in Bhutan. That one, but also it was like after you make like what was it like? Oh seven? yeah, it's like after seventy thousand dollars, you're because at seventy thousand like you can live yeah just fine if you also Bro. know how to manage your money and you're not just spending it frivolously yeah. on a bunch of bullshit if you know exactly how much you really need to be eating and you don't just have pantries and freezers and full and your refrigerators full just stocked full of a bunch right. of shit you're not going to ever get to you can pull a bunch of stuff out that was expired 6 months ago like you're just Bro. you just have a ton of stuff that you don't use if you're not using your money that way 70,000 is more than enough to be good right. and then some you don't have the bill collectors coming after you anymore. You're good. After that, they say that's when he hedonic adaptation takes over. Right. And it's just, okay, well, I just need 80000 And then I'm going to be really good. Then I'll be comfortable. But right. then you make that. You start living that lifestyle. And you buy more stuff. And then you're like, okay, now nah, I, I should probably get 100 Like yeah. 100, 100 clean. I'm straight. Once I get 100 And then you keep hedonistically adapting mm-hmm. To the next thing and the next right. thing, and it's never enough for you because you're a glutton. Right. <laughs> it's never like, enough. Like when I went up to upstate New York and met all those people who just lived normal, chill, and were happy as fucking hell, versus like a, a big city where you gotta pay a good meal to get a crib, and you know damn well them niggas is stressed. 
stressed the hell out a million dollars in New York City versus like a million somewhere out out the way. Yeah, I've really thought Bro. about leaving this country. Bro, I, I believe it. <laughs> I've really thought about just like what it would look like, where where it would be, like Bro, how that big. would work out logistically. The world is a very, Bro, very big huge. place. You know, and that's not to say I don't love America or I don't yeah. enjoy and reap all the benefits that America has to give. I've yeah. just thought about it because there are a lot of other cool places for their awesome, cool reasons. And yeah. when you have just a different set of values, you just see people living differently. There are plenty of places that are much poorer financially and much wealthier in all different yeah, sorts they of aspects. Yeah, their happiness and they're all way happier than what's going on over here. Way. So that should just, the light bulb should be going off of, damn, like. The whole everything, the way it's all set up, it's not set up for happiness, right? Like that's weird. It's not. It's set up for convenience. <laughs> it's set up for convenience. It's set up for convenience. Like we yeah. we keep finding new ways of being more convenient and having things readily at our fingertips whenever we want it, but that's yeah. not making us happier. Yeah, it's just making us more sedentary and soft. Yeah, and detached from one another. The and, all yeah, the all these things sedentary, as opposed to moving mobile generating adrenaline and serotonin by moving your body right so that doesn't make you happier mm -hmm. the being mobile does the what was the next thing i said, I said sedentary um damn what was the next thing i said i said sedentary soft yeah. not working hard toward, towards anything not having like a meaningful purpose in your life where you you do something that you really love doing because yeah. if you just have that in your life and you can do that for a few hours a day or a few hours a week that'll mean a whole lot to you but just something that really connects with yeah. you and you're like i i gotta do this thing like yeah. this is this almost feels like what i was put here to do that thing will yeah. give you something so having that meaningfulness that's something that you will find in a lot of poor places and then the last thing i said was disconnected from one another that's mm -hmm. another thing that all the technology can and has done to us but mm -hmm. the opposite, being in a poor country and not having those things, is a bigger sense of community. Yeah. So now, well, what, so now, what you're trying to do with the technology is build a bigger sense of community, but yet you're getting further away from a bigger yeah. sense of community. But like, but if you were just sitting there, like I, I get it, being able to talk to people in fucking, you know, China and yep. Taiwan and Sudan in France, in the Netherlands, and everywhere, that's awesome. And being able to get all the information from all those places is awesome. But you know what's even more awesome? Is sitting down with a bunch of people in real time, just listening and having conversation, yeah. breaking bread together. Like that's that's a realer thing and that's really what we're what we're made for. Yeah. Like that's that that feels way realer and way more fulfilling than that other shit. It's just it's just not. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have the, the technology. Just doesn't have the same amount of calories in it mm -hmm. as this other thing does. Doesn't have the same amount of nutrients as sitting down with a human being. Well, that's because that's what it was kind of built on to show you that oh, those countries don't even have this. You're not gonna be comfortable. You might be happy, but you're not gonna be comfortable. It's kind of mm. that's kind of what they. It's kind of what's being told. Right. You're not you just look around. You know. Mm. You can go visit those places, but you got to come right back. Right, mm. I think yeah. I think what I think what's gonna happen is like some kind of natural disaster that'll kind of reset the human psyche to the point of basic ah, survival. I don't know. Oh, 
I don't I don't know, man, because we just went through and are still going through a pandemic. We, we did. And I don't know if, if we're seeing. But I'm thinking. I mean, in some ways, people have found great things. It'll all, I think it'll always be those people, though. Yeah. It'll be the people that came out and found something artistic about themselves. found some entrepreneurial element about themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they figured out how to go deep within their psyche and come out with more enlightenment and clarity or whatever it is is the case, it'll be those people. Right. And then, you know, so if if another disaster comes, it'll be those people again that find something. And the yeah. other people that don't look at things that way, going back to the psychedelics, when I say it's not for people, that control that people have to have over things yeah. and that un that just unwillingness to set free mm-hmm. your preconceived notions about things. It, that's 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 all that's the name of the game when you're doing those things because you have yeah. to let go. Yeah. There's no other choice. You can or or you're going to have what they call a bad conversation or a bad you're trip. You're gonna have a bad. You're like, gonna have a bad time. You're gonna go through it. So I feel like that's just that's just kind of always the case. It's just those people don't know how to open the circuit. Yeah. And if you don't know how to open the circuit, it it that's that's. It's just rough, man. It's just very rough. And then, and then, of course, again, because I, I don't want to make this seem like it's just everyone's choice. It's not. Uh, there are a ton of places where you grow up and you are fucked from the jump. Back. Just like the game of Monopoly. Yeah. You, you can't. That's why if you're playing fairly, everyone gets the same amount of money at, at the start of Monopoly. But when we come into this world, everybody's not getting the same amount yeah. of money. You're not. It's not. The, you're not starting the game at the same spot. Nope. So some people. Bro, I was walking around uh, in the Chantilly area. What's it called? Um, South Riding. All mm-hmm. that, just big houses, beautiful, everything manicured. Boy. It looks like Pleasantville. Like it's just beautiful. It looks yeah. like someone's dream. You get into some of these places, bro. And I was walking around like there ain't enough like edge for me. Like I need. Like, come on, man. Like, give me a homeless person. Like, give me... Like, I need somebody. Like, somebody got to... Everything too good out here. Yeah, something something got to... Like, damn, like, y'all don't got no issues out here? That's how I felt when I went to Vancouver. (laughs) When I went to British Columbia, bro, I was walking around like, a little too nice. There was homeless people, but it was like, they ain't walking up on me. Like, they chilling people, giving them food. Like, they're not giving them money. They're giving them food. Oh, homeless people living their life. Like, uh, depending on, apparently, depending <laughs> well, I, on, I don't want to say that. Depending on, <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs> that was insensitive. <laughs> depending on what kind, what side of the bridge you was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, everybody was just so weirdly nice to me. It came off as eerie, and I was like, oh, it's because like they really are just nice. Right, right. You and and I've noticed that you're just growing up in a place where your children yeah. can run around outside. Everyone's looking after everyone, so there's right. no there's no issues. Like people are going to nice schools. It's sunny out again. The trees are out. People are walking their dogs. They're jogging. Yeah. Everything just looks fantastic. Yeah. But then there are other places where it's the complete opposite. Because in those places, the South Riding type of places, you can just walk around and it's beautiful and you're proud to walk around that place. Mm-hmm. And you're looking around at nature and you're breathing in fresh air. And those things could be opening the circuits for you. They could be allowing for more information to be streamed into your consciousness, for more wisdom to hit you, strike you like lightning would. But then you're growing up in this other place where it's dark 
Yeah. It's dingy and they're abandoned houses, boarded up. But you see these sort of like zombies in there fucking tweaking the fuck out and they're running around and they're stealing shit. And they're, you know, fathers running away from their children and mothers leaving their children, people selling their fucking children for yeah. crack rocks. There's a ton of just there's alcohol, drugstore, alcohol, gun store, alcohol, gun store, McDonald's, McDonald's, <laughs> alcohol, gun store. And that's the hood. And, right. and so how are you supposed to walk around and feel pride for that? How are you supposed to let your kids run around? Yeah. How are you supposed to breathe in what is not fresh air and, and feel good? Like, it's not it's, it's, it's just not problem. like that. You, you see a fucking dead body yeah. in an alley or something. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? How is my psyche supposed to be it's open? A, like, how am I supposed to make tough, it out of here? It's tough. That's crazy. Very tough. That shit is uh, that's it's crazy. A tough place to even be like, because I used to have to park my car there from the last place I was, our last project we were doing, and that's where I was parking at, and I was telling people where I was parking at, and they were looking at me like I was crazy, but like, I mean, I walked around kind of just, just observing it all, never had any issues out there, because I don't I don't know if it's because the way I walk, if it's because I'm light skinned I don't know. Why. <laughs> I don't know, a little swole. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it could be. It could be a mixture of things. But know, knowing how to present yourself, yeah. in certain places is a huge part. Yeah, because I just like, looked the part. I just thought of this word the other day. Mark. <laughs> mark it. Yeah, but then, but then, mark. but I, I thought about it. I get be, it because I look because out of place. You look like yeah, exactly. Like you're marked. Yeah. Like you are a mark. Yeah, like that party. Yeah, I looked. At, yeah, me and my friends, we looked at a place. We were a mark, and we were marked, and we were struck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were struck, yeah. and so that's that's a real thing. You have to you have to know how to hold, like how to fucking compose yourself yeah. when you're in different rooms, when you're in different settings. That's extremely important. Mm -hmm. you, you you definitely don't want to be a mark anyway. You don't want to be looked at as lunch. <laughs> Food. You don't want to be looking yeah. at as food. Yeah, because you can definitely That's real. Like, food. like, bro, nigga, you are food yeah. out here. Yeah. We just see, like, bro, we can just come get you. Yeah, exactly. Just come pick you up. Nigga. You are food. <laughs> you looking like easy. You looking like you green. Like, you, you ready. You are fresh. Yeah, yeah. Out here. Right? That's crazy to look at someone like, like that. When you talk to certain people from these places with the same, like, thought processes, they say the same thing. Like, man, it, it just is. This is what it is. This is what it is. I get it. And I get it's it. It's a jungle. It's a concrete jungle, no? Yeah. It is yeah. the jungle. It's, bro, out here, We our mind is different. We have to eat. Mm -hmm. I've been hungry. Mike, I got three kids. They've been hungry for the last week. Right. I got to eat. We got to eat. Big on like, substance abuse. It's crazy. Right. I mean, every place. But when you get a lot of people packed in with the same kind of thought process that's going on, I mean, it's just a very hard place to be. That shit like, is insane. Like, like jail almost. Like, yeah, it's it's like a lot a, it's of people like a, in there not thinking, not thinking. It's right. like a dense, you know, because you have smoked before, you understand this this correlation. But it's like a the densest fog or just small. Yeah. I want to say smog because that entails that it's toxic. Yeah, it's like a, a just a toxic it's, fog that just sets in in your mind. You, you cannot see, see through that shit. You don't see too far ahead of what's going on you just try to make do with what's next in front of you that's it yeah so yeah nah man that's just fucking it, it. <sighs> mm -hmm. 
you just gotta be you just, you just gotta be grateful, man. People people truly do have to yeah. just count their blessings. And I know that that's time, like cliche, these but places here technically should be a way better place than elsewhere where running water is not available. <sighs> Something as simple as having fresh water. I, I technically as a human. I guess, but it's again, it's a whole but, different mindset. Because if you go elsewhere, you're talking about like another country yeah. that may not be developed enough to have gun store, liquor store, gun store, yeah. liquor store, crack. Gotta walk like two the, miles for water. Yeah, you, like you would, you would think. It's, it's just, oh, I just gotta walk to this well. Yeah. But I still have a sense of community. Right. Like the community still comes we together. Walk to and the we well still together. Yeah. Like there's places like that where war time's breaking out and this shit's crazy. There's just so many so many different levels around the planet. I just know that the level that I'm currently in, I just I just observe it. Yeah, yeah, that's really all right? we can do. Like I just I know that that place is, is is there, but like I'm not there observing it right now. I don't even I wouldn't even know like the options that I would be where I would kick it. Like what would be presented to you? Yeah, I might flip a switch and go straight primal just right. for survival, just to get up out of there. <laughs> like imagine they drop you off in one of them countries where it's going down. <laughs> like you think you're gonna be walking around thinking about some mindfulness, or, or you or you might just be like, well, well, this is something that's fascinating because mindfulness just denotes that you're going to be able to yeah. nestle yourself in the present yeah. moment and work with whatever mm -hmm. circumstances you're set inside, right? Yep. So I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope that. The, the work that I've done would set me up for that so that I don't just completely flip shit and lose everything that I've worked for. <laughs> so that like whatever has to be done, whatever it is, even yeah. if it is in some way primal or it's gonna somehow yeah. be, you know, a, a debase ver or a base version of what I think my ethics are now, it's it still ought to happen with some mindfulness. Yeah. Right, because that's all I don't want to do is just lose myself in the wind and just be doing shit and have no, no idea why the fuck I'm not. doing it. Yeah, so I think that, and and what's crazy is, you know, we we talk about mindfulness, but then I th I thought, and I think I have a rebuttal for it already, but criminals that practice mindfulness, they are good. <laughs> like like if you just if you are a fucking dastardly heathen, just a scoundrel, but you practice mindfulness, <laughs> are you not just gonna be better at doing nasty, wild, diabolical, crazy <laughs> shit? Or does it open you up to a different way of thinking that allows compassion and goodness in? And it erodes what was there before. So you you started off thinking, I'm gonna meditate to become the best criminal this world's ever seen, and then <laughs> and then through meditation you become better. Because yeah. if I was a criminal, I would definitely take up meditation. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm gonna construct the best bank robbery that the world's <laughs> ever known. I'm gonna take the next ten I, years meditating on this bank robbery. And I think they get successful and they don't get caught. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that just did shit that just they never got caught. <laughs> <laughs> like there people we, have stole a lot of money from places and got up out of there. That's amazing. <laughs> right. That's amazing. People who hit these governments with the little like crypto warnings and hacking the database got paid and got up out of there. 
Oh, yeah, those are the real thieves, right? Because I'm thinking of, like, Ocean's Eleven, like, doing groundwork, breaking into places and stealing artwork. You're talking about... Those are the real thieves, you're right. The people that are doing it online, like that's those are the real <laughs> the people. Got up out of there. Um, Wasn't it one a couple of years ago? They were hit. They hit like Miami, like the city governments, mm. and they were like they would hit them with like a message of, "Yo, send this much Bitcoin to this address, or you're not gonna be able to get back into your like city servers." Like so, it was something along those lines. Damn. They hit a bunch of cities, and they got paid. Damn. <laughs> Actually, if you're really, really good at this stuff, all you really got to do, I wonder how many people just get blackmailed. Yeah, that's probably a lot. Like, uh, I see that you watch, I see that you watch fucking kitty porn. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I hacked into your IP and I and I screen recorded this and I can I can link this to yeah. you. Oh, that was a black mirror. I was gonna say, wasn't that oh, a black mirror? Yeah. That was a black mirror. But see, yeah. But that's real though. Yeah. Like, if you can think it and you yeah. can create it. On for a TV show on Netflix, that's real. It's like someone can do that. It probably happened to somebody. Oh man, damn! You yeah, you're definitely getting yeah. People are definitely getting yeah, blackmailed. This technology, there's gonna be a point where people are gonna have to go transparent in life. What do you mean? There was a movie based on that, and I think it was called like Circle, and not the Circle you made us watch. <laughs> there's hey. there was there was another one. I think it was called Circle. But but the storyline was that there was a there was you know far in the future, and people were going transparent. It meant that they would have. We're looking at his. Oh, he going out out. He got the ice cube shirt on. Got the socks hat. Oh, he going out just NWA style. I got these Gucci daddy shorts on too. Yeah, because you got to show off the tats. You don't just get the tats on the legs for nothing. You I don't have a haircut right now, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the, got the hat on. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, First, First Friday. Friday. Uh, uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Fuck, we talking about? Oh, yeah. Criminal. Black Mirror and yeah. criminals. Circle. Circle. Oh, yeah. So people going transparent, meaning they were just pretty much on. Just think of IG Live 24 hours a day. Okay. 24 hours a day. Okay. You're brushing your teeth, you go into the bathroom. I think there would just be like moments where they cut it out. Like if I'm gonna like take a shit. Yeah. Like they would it would cut out or something like that. But for the most part, it was just on all day long. I'm showing you everything. And and it got to be to the point where if you're not showing every day, what are you doing? Then people are peering in, like, what are you what what are you afraid of? Show it to us. Like what like what what sort of what are you doing back there? And so that's where this lack of privacy and technology sort of gets us. So it's sort of like a Black Mirror episode, but made into a movie. Yeah. It's like, if we continue on with giving our privacy away, at what point is it we just live and we show everybody every aspect of our lives? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's super weird. But I mean, I've, I've seen that outcome of like everything just kind of they know everything about you. Uh, remember, I used to always think that, but that, that's our thing. Well, if they want to come get me, like, come get me. Like, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Mikey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love when people be online, like, bro, you know they can see you. They check your faces and they check your fingerprints. Like, bro, they don't want you. You're not doing nothing. That yeah, day. I don't know exactly what that means. I, I hear about, 
the data, right? And if you don't have everything. to pay for a service, then you are then you are the product, right? Yeah. Meaning that they're taking your data, they're selling it to corporations so that they can figure out how to better, yeah, uh, you know, use the algorithms to sell to Alexa, you. Alexa, is always listening. You start talking right. about shoes, you're gonna start seeing ads for shoes. Right, right, your right. Alexa was listening. Exactly. Even your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Your microphones on all these apps to use your microphone. All they, this sort they of got stuff. this pod. Yeah, the pod is out they here. They it. don't listen to hundred and twenty. This is gonna be hundred twenty one. Yeah. They somebody on, it might, somebody might be listening live. Like you know, <laughs> yo, but they, listen to this recording. It might, that sucks. People like yeah, this <laughs> nigga Mike and Urban talking about wild that, shit. We if can, that is your <laughs> your assignment. That's your assignment. Listening to the yeah. ALW pod live. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they or they up. might really enjoy it. They might be like, "Yo, this yeah. is all, you know what? Like they yeah. like we don't really got to run down on them, but they talking about some cool shit." Yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's we building these damn data centers. That's why they are big memory cards. Oh, just like huge hubs of memory. Yep, of, for the world. Yep, whatever whoever the customer is, you know what kind of data it is. So if it's Amazon's the customer, you're looking at like Alexa. Uh, Amazon websites, just anything to do with Amazon and what they control in the website service. If it's Facebook, you know it's Facebook things, Instagram, WhatsApp. If it's Microsoft, it's whatever Microsoft's got going on out here. Yeah, people worrying about customers. People worrying about data collection. My whole, yeah, I I don't. I had a friend talking to me about. How he, how he looks up at the sky and thinks about like asteroids coming down and just like blowing things to shit or like <laughs> or, I be having those dreams that's hilarious <laughs> or you know aliens people love the alien talk you love alien talk extraterrestrial yeah. my some things don't necessarily like engross me or I don't find them engrossing content unless some way you can sort of map it back to something that I can do with it. Right. Or relate with it. And information is cool, and it, it can it can be told in a story like way that'll grab me. But aside from right. that, when I when I get done, if I'm just thinking, all right, well, I just I guess I just go back to life doing the exact same thing. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't make any sense to dwell on it too much. So when it comes to because there's only been so much I can actually fucking control. So, right. So when it comes to the data collection, it's like oh they have this, they can know this about you, and they. They can, you know, sell to you they, advertisements. I'm like, no, bro, I don't listen. have to buy it. <laughs> I, I don't have to buy it. I'm going to control that, that I don't have to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to control my sense of, you know, impulse and compulsion. Yeah. That's something that I can control. Aside from that, I'm not doing nothing. Th- that's yeah. the thing. I'm not living in a way that I'm ashamed of. So they can, ah. they can go look through the stuff. Might be it. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> that that might be the cure to things. Just yeah. don't live a, a don't nasty, <laughs> fucking life. Like, just yeah, stop being to, a scoundrel. Like, nothing to worry about. I'm like, chilling. Yeah, that's it. That's like oh, dude, to be selling a little bit of weed here and they're like, yeah, man, you know the feds is watching. <laughs> they not watching you. They're not watching. They, they saw that channel. Like, ah, whatever. they're watching Young they, Thug. They, they changed that channel quick. <laughs> that's they not watching you. They watching. Somebody else. Oh man. Where, where where are we at? Where is it at? Eight o'clock? I'm about to start winding down. Give me the okay. bed. Is hey. this about three? I think Ooh, so. Are you we, damn? Are, are you damn? We have yeah. a three. I, that's insane. I thought it was like a two. I thought so too. I thought I was gonna look up and see around two hours yeah. or so. Jeez Louise. Damn, are you uh are you watching Stranger Things? I'm not. I just just told me about it too. She was like, Are you watching? She came over here with a Stranger yeah. Things shirt on. Well, here's the thing. They're good. 
the the TV show. I've they're, seen. They're good at 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 making things. Because my biggest thing for whenever I watch something is, is it predictable? That, I, think okay. that, I think that's my main thing now. Is like, can I predict? I used to love the ideas of things, and you know, you got dialogue, you got actors, actresses. My my main thing is like predictability. Yeah. And I saw season four, and I'm like, bro, like there shouldn't even be a season three. Who's still living there? <laughs> just all oh, right, because it's just this town that goes through this, right? I'm saying, <laughs> like, if, I'm, if I'm in season one, they wouldn't have seen Mikey character in season two. They'd have seen it for sale sign. They, that nigga is gone. And after season two, everybody should be about it. Right, right, right. So after see, I watched season three, and I was like, all right, that did be it. And I was like, they make it a season four with these tall old ass kids now. I was like, all right, let me just watch. Let me just watch. Let me not hate. All right, okay. Let me not hate watch. Okay. And I'm watching. And I'm like, damn. How do they have my attention right now? How the hell do they have my? And I'm like getting mad that I'm like these motherfuckers are good. They really have my attention right now. Huh. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, because like I was saying before with the anthropologist from Midsummer, it made sense for them to stick around. Right. I like because this is a horror series in a sense, horror suspense, yeah. sci-fi, mm-hmm. and I just need for it to make sense why people would stick around. So if it yes. makes sense why people are sticking around, then sure. I think I only watched two seasons. Yeah. So, so I'm not caught up at all. You could probably just watch the recap. Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah, because the way this season goes, I, there's not much explaining that you really have to give anybody for this season. Hmm. And that's what I was like, damn. Like, all right. Somebody's a good storyteller, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, storytelling... It makes sense that that would be your thing. I know yeah. RJ feels strongly about that, too. He fucking yeah. hates when he can predict something coming. Man, yeah. And I, I totally get that because who wants to... If someone's telling you a story and they just started <laughs> and the way that they've set it up, you know maybe who they are and just by the way set up that they're about to talk for the next 10 minutes, but you also know exactly where the story's going. Right. Even Because they're the just script, a bad storyteller. Down to the script. You'd be, somebody will say something, you'll be like... Oh, because the boys are there. I can, I can verbatim say... Like, tell them, like, the punchline? Like, I can <laughs> say the line as it's coming on the screen the first time I'm watching it. I, bro, I get to cooking shows like that. Oh, that's terrible. I'm like, oh, this show's trash. Like, I'll just... I'll, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, see, so you don't... Trash. Yeah, so that doesn't, make, that doesn't make sense. You don't want to be a part of that. Right. And so I see that in real time with people telling stories. Right. And so I have to find a way to try to stay engaged when people are telling stories or trying to relay information. Man. I have to just try to, I have to try to just stay there and breathe and try to figure out if there are other things that I want to try to pick apart or dissect or ask them about because it's not, for the most part, this is where things get kind of weird when it comes to storytelling. When it comes, people, I was explaining this the other day to someone. People don't have to paint pictures or play music or do any other like arts. Mm-mm. So I I'm never subjected to you being like, "Yo, look at this painting." And if you did, you would be okay with it with the critique being, "Oh, it's it's all right, you know, there's some other things you can do with it because you're not a painter." But when it comes to communication, it's something that we all do every day, so it's difficult to tell someone that they're not compelling to listen to. Right. That's rough because it seems like it's supposed to maybe be my fault because that's a rude thing to tell someone that they're not compelling to listen to. If they're not a good musician, it's like, uh, like, nah, you just, it's not really that good. Yeah. You're not a good painter. You're not really a great dancer. But they don't really do that thing. They just decided to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if someone has been painting for 15 years and their painting sucks, it's hard to tell that person that their painting sucks because they've really invested in it. Yeah. So when someone has to talk to you and they have to tell stories and relay information about their experience or something they learned and they're not compelling to listen to, it's hard. It can be difficult having to tell this person, if you are to tell this person, listen, sometimes you just have to understand, like, I, I have a difficult time like getting through some of the things you have to say because, and I've had to have this conversation before because it's not necessarily compelling the way that you tell stories mm-hmm. or the way that you relay information because that really is an art form. It's There are skill sets that go with that, but if you don't know that, or you don't acknowledge that, you just think it's rude that people feel that way about you. But that's that's a real thing. That's why comedians, delivery is a point. It matters. Delivery yeah. might mean more than everything. Storytelling, delivery matters. Like all this story, it, it matters the That's way good. that you deliver information. Right. And so I'm not just supposed to be enthralled with what you have to say simply because you're saying it. <laughs> if you're if you're kind of lackluster to listen to, then you're kind of lackluster to listen to. So storytelling can kind of be weird. So there, there are diff- definitely things that people are looking for in stories, whether they know it or not. Yes. But you turn the channel sometimes, and sometimes, if you don't practice mindfulness, people can be talking to you, and you can change that channel too. You, yeah, you can just start thinking about it, like, man, man, you are boring as fuck right now. It was the guy I was working with. I was like that older guy, and and it, I felt bad because it was the guy I was saying he was getting ready to retire, not the teacher. Yeah, but the other guy, yeah, 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 just yeah. retired like that. You liked, like, yeah, yeah. And like he would just come in in the morning, and he would just start talking about like his day before. But it, it wasn't no juice to it. It just like, yep, I had to go get the lawnmower and got that out. And then got underneath it and figured out I had to. So it was almost like he was just speaking his memories out loud. <laughs> he said it wasn't no juice. Hey, I, I, it was hey, no hey, it, bland as I hell. Bad, but I was always there with him. I had I, to. Because like, I'm always there with him because I know, man, he's just, he just speaking. He just speak. Maybe nobody else be listening. This is what he has. Yeah, I was like, let me be the way. If nobody else in this world, maybe he goes and don't nobody talk to this man. Maybe. I don't know. But I'll, I'll listen to him. I'll give him a little bit of feedback. But yeah. it was hard to get through because it would be the same boring ass stories. But. I mean, Son, I, that's, that is so fucking real. <laughs> That's yeah. real. And people don't know that they're going through it if no one ever says yeah. anything to them about it. No one's real about the way that they sound. But sometimes it's just droning. Yeah. Sometimes it, when it comes to me, like my little sister, for instance, worst storyteller I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> really? life. It's just there's so many details that don't need to be there. It's like, honestly, I could take a story that takes her 10 minutes and I could easily chop it to like two so and a half. She's really trying to paint the entire She's trying to paint scenario. the picture. Yeah. Why this, why that, the entire, yeah. yeah. I've described it before. It, you know, somebody will say, so I had to go to the grocery store, but you know, before I went to the grocery store, you know, I decided I was gonna put something on, and you know, I, I chose these shoes. I haven't worn these shoes in a long time, but I decided I was gonna put these on, and I get in the car and I'm going. And so, the way that this person set this story up, they have to go to the grocery store. Something tells me that whatever it is that is going to be the climax of the story is gonna happen at the grocery store. But they're telling me about them at home, them about to pick some shoes out. Well, all this extraneous information, I don't fucking need this shit. As opposed to just being like, yo, had to go to the store the other day. 
walked in there. First thing I see, you will not believe. Automatically, you're you're into the story. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't cut all that shit out. I'm just I'm letting you know there's an economy of yeah. words and there's a tone in my voice. Had to go to the store the other day. Walked in there. First thing I see, you will not fucking believe. I look in front of me, and this person is. You yeah. want to hear the rest of that? You know that's why I be saying Stokes is a beast because he he'll tell stories like that. Oh uh, yeah, are you talking about just like verbally, or verbally, are you talking about through and, the? Oh, okay, through yeah. the, like he'll, he'll just grab your attention real quick and just throw you into these. And you're like, oh shit, shit, shit. Yeah, because yeah. there's an economy of words. You the thing is, you know, very quickly when someone starts speaking, the way that they're setting something up, that if you listen for a little bit, you're gonna get a wild return on investment. Yes. You know that they're going to give it back to you in spades as long as you just listen for a little bit because they're just cutting to the chase. They're they're vibrant when they're talking about stuff. The tone, the inflection is going mm-hmm. up and it's down and they're pulling from all different sorts of stuff. They're just an animated person. Mm-hmm. And so when you're just when you're just not that, you gotta call a spade a spade. And I feel like if you're really friends mm-hmm. with people or you're really close with people, you gotta let them know, listen, this is the this is the issue that I have here. Okay. I, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't think that your perspective is stupid or it's worthless or any of that sort of stuff. It's simply the delivery. You know what we used to say about that? Always say, man, he be rapping. Like, yeah, you're that, right. That, that, he be rapping. Like, Rap that yeah, shit yeah, up, B. Yeah, think to be rapping. Like you just be talking and there's so many words going <laughs> in. It's just like they don't yeah. tie into each other and there's so much fat on this we could have cut off. And it's monotonous the yeah. way that you're speaking. And maybe the story in itself may not even have been that good. What about yeah. that? What about the person finishes the story and, and the punchline like, was just some ass? Oh, that was it. Like that was it. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, okay, that fucking sucks. Yeah, but I think that when I talk about it being an art, I think it's a lo- it's really, truly, truly becoming one of those things that's lost. Like people yeah. don't know how to just sit down, chop it up, yeah. and make it entertaining and compelling, interesting, yeah, thoughtful. And funny, all, all these different flavorful elements that go into it. That's something that's like that's a real fucking talent, if not, you know, arduous work to attain a certain set of, of special skills. Like Liam Neeson, like you gotta, <laughs> you need a certain set of skills. Get that phone up, told him I'm gonna find you. Yeah, that shit is that shit is crazy. Do you have do you have last words for the people, Mike? This has been a wild mm, fucking conversation. Yeah. This has My been a wild. Time. This is three hours of just. Yeah. insanity <laughs> all right my last Jeez. words would probably just be mindfulness i know that's a big theme here but just observing a lot of times when things get very stressful like step take a step back and just observe observe even observe what's making you uncomfortable lean into it mm-hmm. feel that for a second but just observe yeah, uh, sometimes I come on here and I really want to have last words and I can always generate some. And then other times, and this correlates with what we were talking about before, I feel like I'm just going to relinquish that responsibility as in regards to it being something driven and motivational and just say what I feel like matters the most, which is thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. I love all of you guys and do your best. Enjoy your day.
Do your, do your, do your, <laughs> fuck man, for real. Do your, you know, do your best. Do your fucking best, man. Do your fucking and, best. Ah, uh, depending on what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you guys, man. <laughs> Love you guys. Episode one twenty one. Peace, double decker. We hitting them with a with a two for this yeah. week. Yeah. Peace, everybody. Hey.